¿Qué pasa? ¿Qué pasa? ¿Qué pasa? Loyal members of the Wrestle Talk family. It is your boy Night Owl checking in live right here at the Wrestle Talk Podcast Studios. And guess what? We have a hell of a show lined up for you guys. And it feels like it's been forever since I've been here. I mean, honestly, I think it's been almost a month since I've been able to broadcast live with you guys. It's been a couple of different things. Some of it's been vacation. Some of it's been work. Some of it's been family issues. But what matters is that we are here tonight, my friends, and we are here together when I finish getting this camera set properly, of course. Uh, and I apologize because oh, because it has been so long, your boy's a little bit lax and a little bit falling behind on some of the technical stuff. So I apologize to everybody for that. But we're going to try to kind of get everything squared away and, uh, and have an awesome show. Uh, believe it or not, I am not here alone tonight, thank goodness, because if I was here alone, I think I might cry, okay? So, first and foremost, a man that was supposed to do the introduction for tonight, the one, the only, big, sexy, Chris Rodell. What's up, Renee? How's it going, man? I'm going pretty good, bro. I, I went, I thought everything was set up. I messed around with it a couple of days ago. I go to turn on my camera and my mic and nothing works. Absolutely isn't that, nothing works, bro. Isn't that, isn't that, here, throw your boy a bone. Isn't that the way it always is, brother, man? I mean, I tell you, you when, when you want something to work, it doesn't work. So Yeah, it's all right. You know what, though? We'll get through it one way or another, bro. We've already got a couple of people tuning in live. Huge thanks and much appreciate to you, appreciation to you guys. And here's something you may not know, Rodell. We actually have a very special co-host that is going to be joining us on the show here tonight. Somebody that you're very familiar with. And so am I, and we're going to actually go ahead and bring him on right now. You okay with that? Oh, sure. Let's do it. Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. A man that has not been here in quite some time. The originator, the founder, the creator of the Wrestle Talk podcast, the one and only Nightmare Joe, Joe Lance. What's up? Joey, how's it going, my brother? How the heck is everybody doing? Good. How how you feeling after taking that book to the face? We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> we don't want to talk about that. Come on, Rodell. Give the man a break. He just got here. He hasn't been in forever. You I know, right? Right? Yeah, I, I'm going to be here for high spots. I'm going to let you all do the interviews, and I'm going to come back for the uh, snippets of truth, and we're going to have a good night. Oh, uh, dude, we are going to have a good night indeed. And again, in the meantime, I'm going to let you guys kind of jump on in there with the uh with the sponsors and all that while i continue to try to get uh some of my stuff situated as you guys can see i'm still struggling with my camera my audio probably doesn't sound as good as it usually does so i'm going to kind of bounce out for a second and then we're going to give you guys an opportunity kind of are you going to scroll are you going are you going to scroll this can you scroll the sponsors just yeah, yeah let me, okay, let me try okay, that. Cool. I, I, I think i can man if you give me just a second here Oh boy, this this is a lot easier when I have everything readily available. <laughs> and you know what? And it's fine if if we don't, we can always come back to it. It's not like anybody's going to be mad at us. I mean, we are quite you know without a shadow of a doubt trying our very best to do this under kind of somewhat strenuous circumstances. So you know the way I look at it, bro, is everybody understands that the Wrestle Talk podcast. We're always a work in progress. Things are going to happen. And it, it, it's live, so you know you never. That's right. I mean. Uh, there, there, we go. there we go. Boom, Our sponsor, Royal, Royal Mills Transportation, Dewan Mills, the CEO of the uh, FWWC, Rathbun Engraving, that WrestleTalk podcast month is $20. No Men's Barber Lounge, Casey Mo, ask for Pete the Barber, King Kate Arcade at Oak Park Mall, Everything Combat, our boy Jay Hollywood, Pat Militich, uh, Interstate 70 Sports, sports 
uh, our boy, the maestro, Jeremy Cart. We need to get him back on the show. He yeah, needs to come back. It's been a while on. since the maestro yeah. has joined us, man. We got to of course, back out. And, of course, the world-famous FWWC. Yeah, no doubt uh, about it. Here, here, I know how we get the maestro back on, okay? We talk nothing but Goldberg for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think? You think uh, we should try it? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. We do, but dude, we do need to get Cart back on here just because he's 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 knowledgeable in the wrestling business, you know. I mean, well, there's no doubt about it, and you know, obviously, he's a he's a staple out there in the uh, pro wrestling community out in the St. Louis area, just like Nightmare Jones happens to be uh, out in the uh, West Virginia, Virginia area, and uh, like taking you books, and, and, and taking Skywalker. And now, you know what? I gotta take a, a moment and give a huge shout out to my man Sunny Money who uh, was alongside me over at XWE in Leavenworth this past Saturday. Ring announcer extraordinaire, guys. I know it might sound like I'm blowing smoke up his ass, but the kid did an absolutely wonderful job on the microphone. I think, uh, you know, our boss, Billy Simmons, was quite happy, had a good turnout in Leavenworth. And let me tell you what, man, the people at the local, uh, which is a place that's been there for many, many years, mid-1800s, this building is super old. Dude, they love the action, and the crowd was hot, baby. Start to finish. From start to finish, that crowd was hot, man. So as far as and, I'm concerned, bro, what more can you really ask for? Right? And I saw I saw a picture. He was he was looking like a million bucks that night, too. So uh so I mean, Sonny's got the gift of gab. I mean, he's he's got the ring announcing thing. I mean if yeah, I can do, do it, it, no, right, Rodan? If, if I if I can if I can freaking do it, anyone can freaking do it. Well, that's I mean, kind of your wheelhouse anyway, right? Like the ring announce thing is kind of your thing. Yeah, Luke does more of the comment. Luke and Cart do more of the commentary type thing. So I mean, well, and God knows that fits both of those guys because neither of them can keep their freaking yap shut for ten minutes. Dude, I've, worked, I've worked like three of the last four weeks with Luke, so I, I know. I, I know, but, but, I, but I, lo- I love, I love Luke. Luke's, Luke's my boy. So, well, Luke Skywalker Roberts, obviously one of the the the, uh, the critical and key members of the Wrestle Talk podcast um, team. You know, not only was he working on the press releases previously, which we've kind of discontinued at least for the time being, also booking guests and really more or less helping keep me on track. Because I'm a big old scatterbrain. I'm always a thousand places doing a thousand. And you're always working. You're always working. Yeah, bro. So that, okay. So that was part of it, right? And I don't want to bore everybody, but that was part of it. I've actually been looking forward to doing some concrete polishing uh, for a couple of years now in my career. And I hadn't been able to get to it for one reason or another. But uh, the the opportunity was afforded to me, man. I'm super grateful for that opportunity. And I took it. Now, it meant that I had to be at work for like 15, 16 hours every day. but you know what? I'm not tripping on it, bro, because I, I now I've acquired a new skill. And I encourage everybody out there, man, get out of your comfort zone. Do something that makes you feel exhilarated. Do something that, that I don't know, that makes your blood flow. You know what I'm saying? And I'll tell you right. what, guys, we're just a few minutes away from getting into the high spot segment. And we're going to talk all about SummerSlam. And let me tell you something, man. This SummerSlam had me exhilarated. It was good. Right. It was, this it was good. Very, very, very good. And last night, Raw was really good. Raw, this has probably been the best Raw that I saw in a long time. And they broke 2 million viewers for the first time since the Raw after WrestleMania this past year. So, Well, well I almost I almost want to talk about that. Like, uh, And I know you guys can hardly see me. I'm getting my other camera set up. So thanks for bearing with me, everybody. Ah, we got you. It, it happens. Okay, Take here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, my God. There's two of them. Yo! Whoa, whoa, no! Holy no. cow! Uh, all right, here we go. Can, the world can only have one night owl. Is that one. is that too many oh. night owls for the rest oh. of the world? Oh my god! I thought, wow. I, was the, 
Oh my God. You could have two Nightmare Jones. Oh, yeah. Well, we could do that, man. I I'll teach you how to do that, bro. It's, it's the power of the internet. Ooh. <laughs> you, you, you like that screen set up behind me with the Russell Talk, the new Russell Talk podcast logo? Oh, yeah, brother. Well, what, what do you want me to say, bro? You know I love it. Yeah, that's on my that's on my work that's on my work that's the background of my work computer. So um normally it's a blues logo, so but hey if you don't hey my friend, if you if you don't say nothing, I don't say nothing. Okay? I don't know I don't know nothing about nothing. So nothing. well, let me tell you guys something. Um Tonight's show is going to be spectacular. Uh, we've got a couple of tremendous guests lined up. And here's the biggest thing for me. Like, I haven't been on the show in a long time. Um, to be honest, wrestling has been somewhat of an afterthought for me for like the last month, month and a half with everything I've had going on. Okay. But I had to be on today because tonight's guests are absolutely spectacular. And let me tell you something, bro. We're not going to wait until the first featured guest spot. You know why? Because we've already got a special guest, a guy who wanted oh. to come specifically on the Wrestle Talk podcast to talk to us about an event that he's got coming up on the 13th of August. So, ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, let's bring on our first featured guest of the evening from UUCW, also from PCW, proud member of the KWA, the one and only Alan Pina. Woo! <laughs> the puff of smoke. What's up? <laughs> you made it. You made it. Yo, yes, sir. Thank you, here. Here, Adam. thank you for being here, bro. So right off jump, the shirt is sick. Talk to us a little bit about UUCW. Not, not the matches that are coming up on the 13th, but the origins. Because we got into it a little bit last time you came on, but I think we kind of left the fans wanting more. So we'll give you the stage for a moment, man. Give us like the two, three-minute version about how you went from running PCW, being part of KWA, to starting a second promotion, which is not a secondary promotion by any means. It is, I don't know, it's right up there already, bro. So why don't you talk to us about that for a moment, man? So it's real simple, you know. Myself and my partner, Steven Anzo. Renee, you know Anzo, he's our boy. We, we were sitting there and, you know, don't get us wrong. We loved everything we were doing with PCW. The momentum was growing. We were gaining traction. But there was just a little bit something more that we felt like it was missing. And we didn't want to rearrange or reinvent the game or anything like that with PCW because, again, it was going strong. So we're sitting there. We're chopping it up. We're brainstorming. We're throwing things against the wall. We're seeing what sticks. We're like, you know what? Let's take what we did with PCW and throw everything out the window, all the rules, everything. Let's start something totally different, something unique to us, something that we truly think can bring Kansas wrestling to a, a different level, a different platform, so to speak. And so United Underground was born. And we did our first show back in February. We hooked up with the good folks over at Temple Live. Amazing venue. If you have not seen that place, check them out. www.templelive.com. They got several different venues all over the U.S. They're still adding more to their stable. And when we debuted with UUCW, we said we just want to smack people in the face. We want them to be like, holy crap, what was this? And for those of you that saw the show that were there live, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And for those that don't know what I'm talking about, check out United Underground Championship Wrestling on YouTube. You can watch the entire first show from front to start. And, Renee, you were there. You know every match was a banger. And that main event, the very 
first death match in Kansas history. Wow. And, and here's here's the thing. So, Joe, you might have seen this in the Wrestle Talk chat. So, Remington Roar was a part of that matchup. Yeah, and there's I know a who couple, that is. right, right. So, a couple of guys now up in your area, uh, Mickey Knuckles, okay. uh, my man, what's it, my man, Akira the Samurai, Akira. the Deathmatch Samurai. Both, I saw both of them in uh, West Virginia. Yeah. So, our Akira. boy Rem. Just so you know the quality guys that you're booking, which I, of course, um, you already know this, Adam, but the quality of guys that we're booking in Kansas, bro, are national level yeah. talents because Joey is seeing the same guys that are being bred right here in the great old Midwest. So the way I'm the way I'm looking at it is, bro, you're ahead of the curb. You're putting these guys <laughs> on a big stage before they get to the big stage. And there's no question about it, bro. Justin Gray versus Remington Roar was a match that the fans, not only of Kansas wrestling, but of the Midwest, will remember for a long time to come. I only have one complaint. I only have one complaint. Kenny Zombie Jones. Adam, I can't for the, for the life of me understand why I have to deal with Kenny Zombie Jones. The dude is unscripted. He's absolutely out of his mind. And I know that, you know, we're supposed to have, like, some GCW vibes. But, bro, do you hate me? Do you have something against the Night Owl? Why do you stick me with Kenny Zombie Jones? The dude is out of his mind. Sounds like a guy fool me. Man, I, <laughs> I remember going back and, and listening to the commentary and some of the stuff coming out of Kenny's mouth. I mean, I've known Kenny for a long time, but even some of the stuff he said that night, I was like, where the hell did that come from? But, you know, <laughs> Bro, he it, left it is what it is. We all know how zombie works. <laughs> no, no, but, dude, it, there's one thing for sure. It's highly entertaining. I think the fans of UCW would be pissed if you pulled them. Here's what was really crazy to me. He left the table, put his patented sharks hat on went in had a match came back and we were kept doing commentaries like where the hell were you he's like oh i was the guy with the shark head on thing i was like oh my gosh kenny you gotta do this to me <laughs> it was crazy bro it was crazy and then the other part of the commentary that i thought was incredible just like kenny was we got to sit a i got to sit alongside christian temple who we all know is justin gray's tag team partner it, it, within the KWA, they are tag team champions. Friend of, the, friend of the show. Of course, of course. Christian Temple, friend of the show. And, and so I got to, to watch a man. I got to sit with a man who was watching his best friend go to the edge of hell in a death match. And it was like this emotion that was coming from Temple. Because Temple and Gray, they're, they're not tag team partners, bro. They're not friends. They're brothers. They said it to me in private. They said it to me. Yeah. They say it all the time in public. So to watch the kind of the roller coaster of emotions that Temple went through that night, bro, I know the fans at UUCW and at the Temple are like a chomping at the bit. And, and what are we now? What, like 11 days away, baby? It's about to happen, baby. Yep. Yep. Yeah, the I'm countdown excited. is on. Let's and go, we got, and we, and we got Ray. We got Ray, Ray on the show tonight. Ray Ray's going to be on the show, the main event. Uh, with him inside. That's right. We just announced that on Monday. The rate whoa, main whoa, whoa. event for disturbing the peace. Matt Seidel, Chris Vale, and Ray Leon. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Easy, easy, Adam. It's King Vale. Rusty Rex tells me regularly, if you don't call him King, you may come to regret it. And you know what? I've seen the way that uh, that Vale operates. So, anywho, here's what I want to do. 
you've got a couple of matches and we got a little bit of limited time, unfortunately, tonight. Hopefully we can have you back on for a snippet next week and we can go over some of the other ones. But there are three particular matches that I know that you wanted to highlight. We're going to go through the main event extensively with Ray Leone in the second hour. But I know there was at least three other matches that you were really, really excited about that the fans have been talking about. Why don't you go ahead and drop those on us, bro? Because I know you're absolutely on fire right now. All right. So for those of you that follow the social media, you know that earlier today we dropped your semi-main event, which is going to be the PCW Grand Prairie Champion going one-on-one -on -one for the first time ever. These two guys have been in the same venue, in the same ring together, but never against each other. This will be the first time that they stand across the ring from each other. Gideon Vane, the Red Dirt Devil, the Lord of the Underground, will be going one-on-one -on -one with the leader of the Mad World himself. Magnificent Malico. And that, Ooh. my friends, I'm telling you, is going to be something special. Joe, something Joey, that you hold must on, Adam, hold not on, hold on. miss. Let me, let me stop you, Adam. So, Joey, I heard you react to the Magnificent Malico. What, what are your thoughts about Malico? Have you seen him? What, what do you think, man? That I dude love is, the Malico. I edge. love Malico. I would love to be able to see one of his matches live. I still have never seen the match of his life. Why haven't we gotten him on the podcast yet, Renee? You're slacking. Well, you, are you serious, bro? You want a one-way pass? <laughs> you you want a one-way pass to the mad world, bro? People go to the mad world and they don't come back. I know you're a juggalo. I know that's kind of your thing, bro. But leave me out of it. I don't want nothing to do with it, bro. I'm over here with my rosary. You know, <laughs> you're doing all, I, 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 Am I gonna? Am, would I have to break out my like? <laughs> would I have to break out like my cross for the, to to do the interview? Or no, like Jim Carrey says, bro. All you need is your torch. All you need is your torch. <laughs> Die, devil bird. Never mind. Well, I'm not afraid of anybody, Renee. Come on now. Uh, you know, you know what? Calm well, down, we know, we know you took a book to the face, and, and that's and right. Didn't, no. Weren't you just in a match, and didn't you just jump out before anyone could even put their hands on you? Which is not a No, he tried. He tried to jump out. They pulled he tried to get out. <laughs> oh, we're gonna talk about that later. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, okay. Uh, wait a minute. Ch Chance Kerrigan. Chance Kerrigan's in here saying Rio Larry Leon is trash, and, and this weekend. Up in Leavenworth, you are all over the Empire's nuts, bro. I don't know what you're talking about, bro. <laughs> you are flipping. You are flipping like you're flipping like Raider fans right now, cuz playing with that, playing with the playing with the team <laughs> a little bit, you know. <laughs> oh my goodness! Go ahead, Adam. You just got a couple. Keep, keep them coming, baby. <laughs> all right. So this right here, this next match is a Wrestle Talk podcast exclusive. This Whoa. hasn't even been announced on social media yet. We saved this just for tonight, just for our friends on the Wrestle Talk podcast. Oh, so baby, this tag team match that we are dropping right now, this match is going to be a true, you want to think of a, what a banger is, something that is just going to go from start to finish, nonstop action in your face. All four of these men have appeared on AEW Dark, and now they're coming to the temple. August 13th, the return of the premiere. SK Bishop and Campbell Soup are coming to UUCW, and they're going to Ooh. go against the tag team of the Russell Twins. For those of you who don't know who they are yet, are you living under a rock? Because you need to know who all four of these men are. Wait, Everybody S knows SK Bishop, Campbell Soup. Been Journey Pro, right St. Louis Anarchy, Circle Six. You name the place, they've been there. Whoa. Oh, oh man, man. Uh, SK Bishop and Camp and Soup 
and, and Campbell's soup. Gee, the premiere. I mean, all you got to do is add Camaro Jackson to that. You're going to, you're, you're, you're probably not going to have a temple anymore. So the temple might be burnt down. Right. And again, the Russell twins, for those of you who have not witnessed them, these guys are holding tag team gold everywhere they go. So we had nothing better to, we couldn't think of anything better than to put two of what I think and what many agree are probably two of the top tag teams in the nation. Right here in Wichita, Kansas, is going to be insane. Wow, I'm ready for that. And by the way, we do have a, a a drop that I think suits this announcement properly. I think, Adam, I think you will particularly enjoy this. Check this out. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, baby. Got to get the Mexican Hell in yeah. there, bro. Hey, you know, I'm always ready for some hard hitting action. And here's the beauty of it, bro. SK Bishop and Campbell Myers are two guys that I got an opportunity to see very, very early. These are guys that were just coming up through the ranks right around the NWL days here in Kansas City. Not the not the East Coast NWL, Joey, but the one here in Kansas City from about three, four years ago. Those guys were just starting to make their way. And now, bro, they're 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 main event material. I'm surprised this tag match isn't actually your main event. But now not, now that we know your main event, totally understandable. I think everybody gets it, bro. Everybody gets it. What else? You I'm got telling y'all right now, those two tag teams by the end of the year will be signed by somebody major. I'm calling it right now. Whoa, Sonny Mayo. You got to relax down over there. Whoa. That's a shoot. <laughs> shot fire. Whoa, shots fire, baby. You know, wow. Shoney doesn't hold anything back. Yeah, yeah, he he don't talk that crazy. <laughs> he don't, he don't talk that shit when 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 the guys are with him, right in front of him. He talks that shit when he knows they're not watching. So hopefully, <laughs> Sunny Mayo. He's thought, That's right. The thoughts of Sunny Mayo do not reflect the opinions of the Wrestle Talk podcast. I just want to say that. Okay. <laughs> got, <laughs> what else? Got to drop the disclaimer. Yeah, Cause exactly. Because we're, we're, we're trying to book. We're trying to probably get the premiere on the show. I mean, they probably would be great guests. Exactly, exactly. All right, Adam, we are only just a couple of moments away from our second featured guest of the evening. I know a lot of people are excited about Tyler Copeland. We even have a young guest that wants to join us and ask him a question, which is very, very exciting. But Adam, bro, we're 11 days away. What else you got for us? And you know what? I think we're going to drop a little surprise for the fans of the Wrestle Talk podcast at the end of the show, because courtesy of you and Enzo, we're going to have a very, very special guest coming up next week. And let's just say he's going to make you feel Evan better than you did before you heard him. He's going to make you feel like you were born <laughs> in. He will be joining the Wrestle Talk podcast for the first time, and we will make the full reveal towards the end of the show. But, Adam, go ahead and close this out, baby. What else you got for us for the upcoming show in beautiful Man, awesome. I, I wasn't going to drop anything else, but I'm feeling generous. I'm feeling real generous. So we're going to drop one more match for you. You're hearing it first right here before it hits Facebook and all other social media tomorrow. We got a women's match. Whoa. Danny B and Amy Camacho. The ladies are going to absolutely tear it up, bro. I am so ready. And let me tell you something. We went from 10 years ago, the women matches, and we've talked about this extensively, being the ref the popcorn refill moment of the night. Every women's match on the card from the last show to this card, this card coming up is can't miss. 
and you if, and you can and you can really say that about every uh, everywhere in St. Louis. We have Rain we have Rain Victoria as the longest reigning champion in Dynamo. Tootie Lynn Ramsey. Tootie Lynn. Everyone loves Tootie here. Miranda Sav- Gordy. Sav- Savannah Stone, who's now in California. Stormy Renee. Stormy Renee. Yeah. Rocky I mean, keep going all day long. Mickey Will, Knuckles. Willie not Willow Nightingale. Uh, Brooke Valentine. Billy Starks. Morgan LeBay. Billy, Billy Starks. Yeah, Billy Starks. Yeah, dude. Yeah, the BBB, BSB brand. All right, so, Adam, last thing before you go, bro. You, you obviously are a huge wrestling fan, even though you're a highly successful promoter, somebody that we appreciate and absolutely love here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. Sum up SummerSlam for us in a few words. Was there something that you think maybe didn't get enough attention that should have? Were you underwhelmed? Were you overwhelmed? Do you have moment of the night, man? If you could sum up SummerSlam in a couple of words, your favorite, your least favorite, man, give it to us, man. What do you got? A phenomenal improvement. I really greatly enjoyed as a fan. And even, you know, from the other side, I enjoyed every second of the show. It made me feel like I used to feel several years ago, you know, when, when things were really firing off and every single match meant something, I enjoyed it start to finish. Have no complaints about it. The main event, it was everything and more than I could have expected. When he came out with that tractor, I had a different scenario in mind the way I would have booked it, but the way it ended. Perfect. And, well, and by then, the way, and then you can even say about raw last raw last night, just had a different, had a different feel to thing. it because they dusted off. I guess they found Mustafa Ali in catering or something, and you know they made they made Tommaso <laughs> Ciampa the uh, the the uh, uh, highlight of the show. That the women were the women were Bianca and Io killed it. So I mean, I was disappointed in the end of that match personally, um, only because if if Bianca would have won, I would have retained my tag team championship in the FWWC. But you know it is what it is, and, and you know like- what. Sounds like sour grapes. Yeah, I'm a little salty. I'm not going to lie. Here, here's the crazy <laughs> thing. Like, like if anybody's got room to talk shit, it's somebody who actually does booking and promoting like Adam. And for him to put over SummerSlam, to me, that means like five or ten times more than one of us doing it because none of us are bookers or promoters. So when a promoter puts over another promoter who actually walks in those shoes, that's saying something. Ladies and gentlemen, make a little noise for the owner, the proprietor of UUCW, the one and only Adam Take we it easy, brother. Vimich, we even had Vimich and Ward make a, a comment. I mean, we, this is going, going, go, going crazy tonight. Let's book the man, bro. Let's get him, Nick, Mickey Knuckles. Let's get everybody on. All right, Adam, Randy take it Rest. easy, brother. Peace. Uh, you know, Later, you know Mickey Knuckles. I'm here. I'm I'm here if you get I'm Mickey Knuckles. You're you know it. how much of a fan. <laughs> I'm still mad that I didn't get her autograph at that, that, that show because she had another show, so she had to leave. Right after her match. I'm still mad about that. Bro, you will certainly get an opportunity before it's all said and done. You just got to show up here, Nightmare Jones. You got to show up to the Wrestle Talk podcast regularly, and we will make it happen, Captain. You already know that. You what are you talking about, dude? Big Sexy makes fun of me. No, no. what are you talking about? He's been phenomenally nice to you thus far tonight. Come on, Joey. Because I he's mentioned talking about you... me getting hit with a book that I don't want to talk about. Well, okay. At least he's not talking about the fact that you're a Redskins fan. So, And, and, and the fact that you got tased. That's right. <laughs> we'll talk about that either. Sir. <laughs> All right, Joey, we're gonna let you go. Uh, have a uh, have a quick cigarette or a, a glass of beer or a, a quick nap uh, because we are bringing in our second featured guest of the evening. So hang tight. We'll be back with you shortly. All right, nightmare. All right, Chris Rodell. Yo. Before before we move on, I wanted to say to you 
that I'm extremely proud of you, sir. Why is that? Because all this time that I've been gone, you have been stepping up and filling in and done an exceptional job. So for a guy that I don't think gives himself enough credit, I wanted to say to you, dude, thank you so much for what you've done, the way you've stepped up for the Wrestle Talk podcast, bro. I, I know I know you're not a guy that likes to pat yourself on the back a whole bunch, so let me do it for you, bro. You have really stepped up. Uh, as you know, we lost a, a valuable member of our team uh, a couple of weeks ago, and it would have been easy for everyone to throw their hands up and go, I don't know what's going to happen, but you didn't do that, man. You know what you did, bro? You stepped up, you took a leadership role, and you've been here every week basically over the last couple of weeks. So I, I, think, just I, I, to... I think over the last month, I think I missed one show. Dude, you're rocking. Uh, what I, can I, mean, I say? I, I, and I, I, I appreciate everything you say about me, and I'm always, I always got the Wrestle Talk podcast in the back of my mind. So, you know. This is this is the this is this is the premier podcast in in <laughs> Wait, this dude, apparently they're not called the Redskins anymore. My bad, dog. I don't know. They're, I yeah, watch they're, wrestling. Uh, they're the Washington football team, or did the they change? Or, or, the cha- or did they change their name? They changed their no. That's the Cleveland Indians. Was it? The, is it the Commanders? I don't know. I don't really no, follow football. No, me either. I don't follow baseball. And, so. and the and the Royals <laughs> just the Royals just traded half of their team. So I what mean. team, bro? <laughs> what team are you talking about? <laughs> all right, all right, all right, ladies and gentlemen. Without any further ado, it is time to bring on our featured guest of the evening, a guy who's been on the show before. And every time we talk to him, it's like we're getting to know him a little bit more. So without any further ado, let's welcome back on the show a man who is never afraid of a challenge, a man who is both respected and feared in the world of professional wrestling, and damn, that boy stays in shape. He always looks like a million bucks. Amigos, the one and only, the infamous Tyler Copeland. What's going on, guys? It's good to be back on the Wrestle Talk podcast. What's up, Tyler? How you been? How you been, man? Been pretty good. How you guys been? Good. We haven't had a chance. We did. We kind of had to shift gears, so we haven't really talked a whole lot about the whole uh, wrestling world. So maybe we can yeah. talk about we can talk about some of that SummerSlam weekend and Ric Flair's last match and that which was, yeah. I think it's yeah. a great place to start, Rodell, Rodell. Hey, go ahead. Let's take it there, and then we'll get into some of the stuff that you personally got going on, Tyler, because I know you got a lot to talk about. And you got a big time message to deliver. And by the way. There was somebody that called me on my personal cell phone, which is is always listed on the Wrestle Talk stuff for business sponsorships or whatever. And somebody said, "Yo, night out. What time are y'all going live?" I was running a little late. That's on me. They said, "Hey, we. I want my son wants to come on and talk with Tyler Copeland." And I said, "Okay." I said, uh, "What's he want to say?" He's like, "Well, he's not a big Tyler Copeland fan." Ooh. And I said, "Well, that's perfect." I said, "Because <laughs> Tyler loves the heat." I said, "He loves the heat, and he knows how to be in the kitchen." So. Controversy creates cash. That's right. So some kid may come on here and shoot on you, bro. So if you, hey. whenever that comes, I know you're ready for it. I'll be ready for him. All right. Well, All right. He's a, a part of the solution. So, so I know you're a big wrestling, obviously you're a big wrestling fan because if you were, if you weren't a wrestling fan, you wouldn't be in the business. So what are your thoughts on the SummerSlam and Raw and the new Triple H re- regime in WWE? Well, I think there's been some noticeable differences. Like, you know, SummerSlam, for example, amazing show. I think from top to bottom, um, maybe could have been just a, li- a little bit shorter in my opinion. Um, but even in, you know, the small segments that you would typically see on a WWE show, um, it felt like we were looking at a little bit more, you know, realism, a little bit more attitude era type type feel. Um, for example, the Matt Riddle and Seth Rollins segment. I loved that where Riddle comes out there, demands a, a confrontation with Seth. 
he comes right out, brawl, they're broken up. I, I just don't feel like that's a segment you would see um, on typical WWE TV prior to the new era. Um, and, of course, from up to uh, top to bottom on the card Sunday night, you could tell the difference in, in the match quality in wrestling, I think. So do you think Brock, Brock Lesnar kind of did his, like, swan song temporarily? Or do you think he's – I mean, because apparently after after he got, after the show, he got in the ring and climbed up on his on the part of the ring that he – raised with the with the tractor so yeah yeah temporarily so i, I think probably he's gonna be probably one of those guys in his think, mind yeah in his mind he probably thinks that you know that maybe this is it but i mean i think we're gonna see noticeable differences in the product over the next few months um and i think even to him it'll probably be apparent that things are moving in the right direction you know and, and I, I think he'll be back I'll be back. I mean, he's just—he's like—he's gonna be like any like special talent, like John Cena or even the Undertaker. He's—it's gonna be like. I mean, he'll probably go over to Saudi Arabia because that you I mean they—they like they—they they pay for him to come over there. But I mean, it—it's it, good because I think finally we're we're putting the end to the Roman Reigns uh, Brock Lesnar feud. I I just don't know who right now has enough clout to take Roman Reigns' title. That's my no problem. One. No, way, I don't. Bro. I don't think the don't only one. It. The only one that's close is Seth Rollins, and he lost. To, he lost to Roman at at the Royal Rumble. So I mean, yeah. I mean, at this point, who do you think is going to dethrone Ray Roman? Well, I think there's no. There's. A, I agree with you. There's no one that's ready for that right now. You know. So I think Roman Reigns stays the champion until somebody. There's a clear um, next man in line for it. You know, maybe a year from now, that's like Cody Rhodes. Maybe it's. Uh, you know, Matt Riddle works his way yeah, up. That's the one that would have made the most sense, in my opinion, Cody. But yeah. that injury, man, that thing threw everything mm-hmm. for a loop. I yeah. mean, you got, but you got to respect him because he, he and he worked through that injury with that with that bruise. When they when they revealed that bruise, the crowd, you could hear the crowd audibly go, "Oh, that's not good." Uh, yeah. I, I mean, because but they told him he couldn't do any more damage to it. So I mean, why not go for it? Uh, but uh, even Raw this past week, it felt different because you saw more people that you hadn't that weren't featured. You know, the women were featured. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa was featured. They brought back Mustafa Ali, which that fuck that uh, that fucking uh, four fifty into the Styles Clash that may have been crazy. the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my Amazing, entire life, bro. Yeah, I think six months from now, it's going to be just night and day different product than you know than what we're used to. And, and I think they're going to – I mean, there's multiple people they could build up to be that next guy to take reins on. And so it's a really exciting time for, I think, these changes to, to kind of take place. So I'm excited I, to see. I, I completely agree. So I'm going to throw things over to Renee and let him talk to you a little bit. I don't know what he's got to talk to you. I he'd probably we'll talk about personal things. I don't, I don't know. Well, see, well, actually, I did want to ask because we were just kind of like putting over the women's matches uh, in general. We we're talking Mickey Knuckles and some of the local girls in the St. Louis and, and both in the Kansas City area as well. Uh, I'm curious, man. What did you think about the Ronda Liv Morgan finish? Uh, something that I hadn't really seen them do before. I, again, I, I don't watch every show, every minute of every show. But the the she tapped, but her shoulders were down. Finish. What did you think about that? Is that a good way to send Ronda away for a while and still keep her strong, or would you have handled that differently? Just curious. Um, I, I would not use it as a way to send her away for a while, but I, I would use it as a way to, to keep her strong. If the show, I think it was an okay finish because, I mean, look, if you look at the show before that, you had a strong Becky Lynch versus uh, Bianca Belair match. You had multiple strong matches prior to that. You don't need to have every single match on the card be, you know, a barn burner. If you're going to have a, a match go shorter to kind of build a storyline, I think that's that's an okay 
that's an okay choice there. But do they take it? But does it take away from it? Because they kind of did the same, a similar finish with Montez Ford having his shoulder up, which is why we had the special guest referee. So now you have this kind of finish that the ref didn't see her tap out uh, at at times. So is it kind of the same thing or is it different? I mean, I don't know. I've never, I've never been there. I've been a referee a long time ago. I've never had to deal with that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, I mean it's it's odd okay. to have two um, two of those type of spots take place on the same card. Was that right before the match too? Was the tag match right before Ronda? Well, it was, it was the, was. the the Street Profits thing was bef- was the show before it was a uh, money was it Hell in the Hell in the Cell Money in the Bank? I don't whatever the show prior to SummerSlam was. Uh, oh, gotcha. So that way it was not the finish on SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah, it was not a finish. Okay. It was. And I'm I'm okay with it. Yep. Yeah, it's just a few weeks before, maybe. And and, and I'm glad that you kind of took it there, Rodell. I'm curious, man, what do you do with the street frauds at, at profits at this point? Clearly, the Usos are the hottest thing going in the tag division, uh, um, and just like Roman is in the singles division. Uh, what do you, what would you do if you're putting your Booker cap on, Tyler? What would you do with the street Fro- profits at this point? Well, I mean, I think it, it started to build towards a split up. Um, I mean, there was even they even screenshotted a you know a scene of Montez Ford. Um, looking over at his partner with a little bit of, um, dis- I, I would say, like disdain, distrust. Um, I, I honestly, I did not see Raw yet, so I'm not sure if they built on that at all last night. They they um, did they did kind of they were um, it was Street Profits came out when the Usos came out um, or somebody came out. I can't remember. I can't remember who it was, but they did. Yeah. They were going to do a rock paper scissors thing for. Oh no, it was with Seth. Seth Rollins came out, and they were going to do a set a uh, rock paper scissors thing and. Uh, Montez threw his cup at at uh, Angelo and then rushed to the ring to take on Seth. So it's setting up, but I have a theory. I actually have a theory. Not an Austin theory. Oh, no. Don't we already have enough theory going on? I have a theory. (laughs) I think that uh, everyone's like, Montez Ford is going to turn heel. Montez Ford's going to turn heel. I think Angelo Dawkins is going to turn heel. He is going to, he, he is going to be the Shawn Michaels that throws Montez Ford through the barbershop window. And I know that's an antiquated like reference, but I mean, we get it. I think it's relevant. I mean, I think I think that he's good because everyone's like Montez Ford is the Shawn Michaels of the of the uh, of the team. He's going to be the breakout star. What about Angelo Dawkins? So I mean, it could go either way. I, I I see more of Montez being a face because he can also team with his wife if if need be. Uh, so that's just my opinion. No, on that if you want. So those two are going to own wrestling for a while, in my opinion. Like Bianca has so much charisma and is just so likable. It's just, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I mean, I could be wrong, but Tyler, you can weigh in on that one. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think, I think they're definitely building towards a feud. Um, you know, especially Montez with kind of the flashier moves. I think it'd be smarter to keep him as the face. Yeah, uh, in, the, in the equation. So uh, uh, let's move on from the WWE and let's talk about your uh, this this Saturday at uh, in Collinsville at PWE Squeaky Clean um, at the Collinsville VFW. You're going to take on Derek Fullerton. Yeah. So apparently, you wanted him to join the Solution, and please remind everybody who who the members of the Solution are. Absolutely. Um, so we have my in, in the solution, first and foremost, you know, the solution is a collection of a uh, few men um, who were chosen. And that's because, you know, we were doubted. Um, we were, you know, not given opportunities that other individuals were. Um, so myself, Jeff O'Connor, um, Nick, the natural 
Um, Dallas Stevens and many others have come together and, and we formed the solution. Um, and I saw, you know, the same traits that, that are in us in, um, you know, an individual, Derek Fullerton. Um, I saw him, you know, placed on the pre-show. Um, I saw him sparingly used on shows. I saw him show up to shows and say, do you have a match for me tonight? So I approached him in June because I see a lot of potential in this kid. You know, he's like 6'3", 6'4", very athletic guy, young guy. So I extended my hand to him in June and I said, hey, look, I see the way this company's treated you. And, you know, I've got opportunities for you. I see potential in you. The company doesn't join us and you will have opportunities. You, you know, you will be taken to that next level. And what does he do? He, he, he basically tells me that he'll think about it and my phone never rings. That, that's not how you do business with me. So I called Pro Wrestling Epic and I said, I want this guy in the ring Saturday, August 6th in Collinsville. And then that's really what's oh, okay. Okay. So I got to interrupt Tyler. I, I apologize, but I, so, so th- this is how it's going to be. You're going to offer an invitation. And if they don't take it, you're going to beat the crap out of people. Is this what we can expect moving forward from the solution? Is this the ultimate solution? I will say this. I see a lot of young guys with potential. Derek Diller, Derek Fullerton is one of those guys. And he's down the road. Once he reaches his potential, he's if he reaches his potential, he's either going to be a problem for the solution or he's going to be with the solution. So I'm going to take out the problem early. That's why you saw me took out Kendall Beck in June. That's why I'm going to take out Derek Fullerton in August. So one of these young guys who has potential, uh, but we're coming for you if you don't join us. 100%. Well, one person you weren't able to take out was Benjamin Trust. I mean, why you got to bring up that guy? I, I got to bring up that guy. I, I got to be the contra- controversial host. And I will tell you that I am a super huge uh, Jeff O'Connor fan. Jeff O'Connor, I mean, I've, I've just recently met him, and he is just one of, like, the most awesome people in the world and a great wrestler. However, you, you didn't quite make it with Benjamin Trust, so – well, you know, it, it, there's a lot of controversy behind that. I'd, I'd say go re, rewatch the match and you tell me if that was a was a fair fight with Benjamin Trust. I'm sure this kid who will be joining will be a big fan of Benjamin Trust too. So I'm a bit. Well, there's there's a good chance that it might be. And as you guys can take a look here, uh, we've got the poster up. Uh, a lot of uh, stars on this poster, both Bar- that's and Baracus and yep. uh, Keith Smith Jr. and Jeff PT O'Connor, PT Beckett. Um, I don't think he'll be on the show, but uh, that's just something else. Blake Steele and Derek Fullerton right there down in the corner. He's on he's on the poster. I don't, poster, I, don't see, see? I don't oh. see I don't I don't I don't see Tyler Copeland on the poster. Do you? So here here's the thing, real quick. I he's will got say his own look, poster, bro. He's got his in own the bottom, poster. in the bottom right. That is Kindle. That's Kindle Beck in the bottom right. Like I, took him I, I apologize. I, I apologize. I apologize. It's I, okay. It's with a, you tonight, Derek Fullerton, I will say this. If if Derek Fullerton would have shook my hand in June. He would be on the poster. I will say that. But the reason I'm not on the poster is because I, I moved to Texas. I wasn't even supposed to be in Collinsville this Saturday. So they, you know, they promoted the show without me. But when Derek Fullerton didn't receive my, didn't call me, didn't join us, I called PWE. I said, I'm going to be in Collinsville and I'm going to kick this guy's ass. Ooh, let's go, baby. I like that. All right, so let's do the last minute advertisement. Yeah, I, I love that. Hey, so I want to get the kid on Rodell, and I need your help because I've been trying to send them the link, and I'm not having any luck. So I want you to look up Aaron Lawrence on Messenger. Okay, that's A R O N Aaron A A R O N. I want you to look him up, and I want you to send him the link. Okay, because I want to get the kid on and see what he's got to say. 
And Tyler, I've never seen you engaging with the fans outside of a show. So I, 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 we'll see how this goes and see how respectful the kid decides oh. to keep it. But I'm guessing he's probably a Benjamin angry. Trust fan. We'll, we'll see how it goes. I'm not 100% sure about it. There was one other thing, and I do want to continue the conversation. Again, Rodell, that was uh, Aaron Lawrence. If you could shoot him a link, man, I would really, really appreciate it so we can bring his son on. There was a comment that uh, Jeff Wilson put up in regards to Ric Flair's last match. Okay, And and we're going to get back into the show and and go a little deeper into that. But I did want to get your thoughts on this. Here's the comment, and I'll read it aloud, and then you give us your thoughts. As incredible as Ric's career and legacy have been, he is exhibit A on how certain wrestlers are way too attached to their gimmick and can't move on. Tyler, we're talking about potentially the greatest of all time. Do you agree or disagree with Jay Hollywood and why? I agree with him uh, in, in terms of them being able to step out of the ring. You know, um, I, I watched the Ric Flair's last match. So Sunday night and uh, when, you're, when you're watching the match and generally worried about someone's health uh, from like a, you know, a heart standpoint, that's kind of, that's scary. You know, and I think about halfway through it was, I mean, even walking down to the ring, it was a little worrisome for me, but you know, definitely that second half of that match, I was, I was worried about his safety. Watch. That was a sub yeah, shot. I, mean, I like what? it. <laughs> So my man had me yeah. worried just walking down. <laughs> oh mm-hmm. wow! But it was, yeah. I mean, I mean, I think. Look, he can still he can still attach himself to the gimmick just as a manager. You know, he doesn't need to put himself out there and physically in harm's way. I'm sure he could be a, you know, an authority figure or a manager anywhere he wanted to go. You know, and still hold that same gimmick. But um, I mean, you know, when you're watching a pay per view and worried about somebody's health and safety, just kind of due to age or, or previous surgery, that you know, that's scary. I, I mean, honestly, from the, I mean, it just, it, it kind of hurt because, you know, I'm a big, you know, Ric Flair has been a big part of everyone's wrestling life. And uh, um, I shot that, I shot that link to, I did shoot that link to him. So um, excellent. Aaron, Aaron Lawrence, uh, I know you want to get your son on. Rodell just shot you the link. Just follow the instructions and we'll see you pop up and we'll bring you on, man. But we're making a lot of effort to bring you on. So make sure you guys bring the heat when you come on. All right. Make sure you guys but, do that. But apparently during the uh, fi- apparently during the final spot, the final spot with the, the figure four spot, there's a rumor that Ric Flair actually passed out as he was as he was doing that because because his his shoulders were on the ground too. So technically, I don't know who won that match. I mean, they counted Jeff Jarrett down, but um, and I'm trying to kind of have a look on his face when he picked his, when he picked Ric Flair's head up. So, I mean. Apparently, several of the yeah. beat writers uh, said said crazy stuff about uh um about how they were like almost they were so worried the entire match. I mean, you could kind of tell he was sucking wind in there. Yeah, I, and... I would absolutely. And you know, I um I I don't have this verified, but like I, I had read that you know afterwards he could be seen wording to Andrade. You know, I, I I passed out in there or something like that. You know, so I'm not sure if that's where that. The you know that rumor came from that he actually did pass out during the figure four or what? But um, yeah, I, I saw. I, I saw. That, you know, I, you I see him whispering. It. Yeah, I don't have any verify. I only saw like a gif, a, a gif of it. So it's like I, I don't. I, I can't verify mm. it, and no one has said it. But I mean, does that tarnish? You think that tarnishes his legacy? Any? That's that's a good. question. I mean, I think if if you legacy? were to remember his last match as his match with Shawn Michaels, that would be the best way to to go out. You know. So I mean, it's tar- it tar- I would say it tarnishes what is remembered as his last match, but you know, definitely not his overall legacy. 
yeah, when you've done that much, bro, it's kind of hard to to walk. I mean, if yeah. the airplane story didn't tarnish the legacy, I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, bro? Yeah. Like, it, there, there's no coming back. There, like Vince. I mean, I hate to say it, and, and I don't know what's gonna come of all these accusations and shit, but like, bro, 40 years, 45 years of of putting work into the business, building the business, what it is. You know, I'll, I'll give you guys this example. So, like, in Kansas City, we had Larry Johnson years ago as our running back, and he was phenomenal, had a 2,000-yard season. He's just crushing it. And then he was beating up chicks at the club. Why? I don't know. I don't know. My man needed to buy a punching bag. But I was always able to – I don't know. I, 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 I always felt like I'm not looking at Larry Johnson as my role model or my kid's role model. I look at him as a professional athlete, and that's a standard that I hold him to. I'm not looking at him to be a – setting an example for me and my children. I mean, do I like the fact that he's like that? Absolutely not. But am I going to continue to cheer for my team and, and and hope that he scores a lot of touchdowns when he's on the field? Absolutely. So in my mind, you got to be able to separate those two things. If you're looking at, you know, Ric Flair's, you know, 15 marriages, the stuff on the plane and all that, and that's how you're judging his wrestling career, I think you're making a mistake. You got to be able to separate those two things. Man. But, the, I yeah, mean, but, but honestly, you'll spoil the, everything, bro. No one's right. perfect. People that, that fuck is, up all the time. That is true. But honestly, the rest of the card was really, really good because they had a good mix of like Impact and MLW and New Japan guys and every yeah. everything. I and I saw Jacob Fatu for. I, I don't follow MLW. That boy's a beast. I saw Jacob Fatu versus Josh Alexander. Um, Jacob Fatu could be a freaking star in this com- in, in in the wrestling business. He moves like he's two hundred pounds, bro. He's like Keith Lee. He's like he's like that. He's like just a monster that can move. All right, here we go. Business is about to pick up. Tyler, we have Tyler Ace on the line. He's been chomping at the bit to get on with you, Tyler Ace. All I'm gonna ask is that you set your phone down somewhere and try not to hold it because if you hold it, it's gonna be a big mess. Like I was at the beginning of the show. So if you, you were a hot, me, just, you were a hot mess. <laughs> if you don't believe me, just go watch the first ten minutes of the show. It's gonna be a disaster. So find somewhere to prop that thing up. Make sure you got a good connection, and make sure that you can hear us and we can hear you, bro. And we're gonna and bring you on. So Tyler, again, I don't know what this kid wants. If it's if it gets out of line, we'll pull the plug. But bro, he's got some words for you, and so we're gonna go ahead and bring him on, ladies and gentlemen. Maybe our youngest, on. maybe the youngest guest in Wrestle Talk podcast history, the one and only history. Tyler Ace. Tyler, what do you got for us, buddy? Tyler, what do you got for us, buddy? Well, first of all, I want to thank you guys for letting me be on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Bro, let me tell you something. Hold on, let me tell you something. Thank thank you. you. Because we do this show for guys like you, bro. So you are the one doing us a favor. Remember that, okay? You are the one doing us a favor. Remember that, okay? All right. Now, Coco, All right, go ahead, buddy. You're facing Derek Fullerton All right, go ahead, buddy. Month. You're facing Derek Fullerton next month, right? This weekend? Yep, this Saturday. Well. Yep, this Saturday. Derek's going to kill you. Just oh, so shit. Like oh, Jeff's oh, going to lose to Tommy Davis. How dare you say that? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat Derek Fullerton this Saturday, and Jeff is gonna beat Tommy Davis. Oh, hold on, hold on. All right, so Tyler, Tyler Ace, I gotta ask you, Tyler, Tyler Ace, why do you think that Tyler Copeland is gonna lose? I gotta know that. Tyler Copeland is gonna lose. I gotta know that. Obvious, because nobody likes him. Oh, dare you? That's fired. You probably like Benjamin Trust, don't you? Probably like Benjamin Trust, don't you? Yep. 
Oh, oh, I knew it. Oh, I knew it. Oh, Benjamin oh, just told you to call in, I bet. Benjamin just told you to call in, I bet. That's All right, why so Tyler is going to kill Jeff. Right, so okay. okay. I right, keep going, keep going. I keep going, keep and, going. And who's taking on Nick Natural? The only... Who's taking on Nick Natural? Nobody. Well, Kendall Beck. Kendall Beck's taking on Nick. That's why Kendall's going to be Nick. Nick's going to be Kendall just like I beat Kendall Solution's in June. Kendall just like I beat Kendall in June. Solution's dead after that. Everybody in the corner. Okay. Tyler, I got one last question okay. for you. Tyler, okay. And then we'll let you go. And you've done a great job, by the way. You're welcome back anytime. And if the guys give you a hard time, you say the night owl said that I could come back anytime I want. And that's all you need to say. And it'll be all good. All right. Last question for you. When are we going to see Tyler Ace inside the squared circle? Inside the squared circle. Um, you're gonna see me at CHWA, College Hills Wrestling Alliance. I'm already a champion there. What? So go check out what? their YouTube. You're already a champion at CHWA. How? Champion at CHWA. How? Yeah. So Tyler, who's your favorite C? Who's your favorite CHWA star? Man, let that boy answer my question first, Rodell. Answer my question first, Rodell. How are you a um, champion already? So, How are you a champion already? Yeah. So I got like this replica of the Money in the Bank briefcase. Okay. I was begging my dad okay. to bring it. I was like, please, please let me bring it. And then <laughs> he's like, fine. So we took it. And then one of the security guards there was like, bro, come over here. And then all you see is like 15 wrestlers jumping around, all excited. And then, um, I, I beat all friends John Cena, Rick Cena. Oh. Rick Cena. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. I'm gonna tell you this, Tyler. If you bring that briefcase Saturday this, night, Tyler, I'm gonna take it from you. Briefcase Saturday night. I'm gonna oh, take okay. Easy, oh, we'll easy, Tyler. Oh, okay. oh, all yeah. right, Tyler. Well, thank we'll you for joining us, man. We'll see you we appreciate that. you being. Hey, all respect. Thank you for being the youngest uh, guest ever in the history of the Wrestle Talk podcast. And you heard it, Rodell. Make sure everybody else gets that message, okay? Tyler Ace is welcome back on the show anytime he's wanted. I don't care what Skywalker or Sunny Money anybody has to say about it. He's welcome back, even though he's not friendly with Tyler Copeland. I like the fact that this kid is not afraid, bro. The kid's got big cojones. So, so he's so he's he's predicting that Nick Natural is going to lose to Jeff to Jeff Beck. He's predicting that uh, Tommy Davis is going to beat Jeff O'Connor, and he's predicting that you're going to go down to Derek Fullerton. I mean, the solution has a problem. If I was a bet man, I wouldn't. I don't know. I'm not betting against Tyler Copeland. That's just me. That's just yeah, me. Well, we'll see about that. I don't need uh, Tyler. Uh, was it Tyler Ace? Tyler Austin spreading any more bad juju about the solution? <laughs> we're, picking all all right. the, we're picking up all the wins this Saturday. Uh, here we go. All right. Well, listen, I want to do this before uh, we get to the, the the tail end of this interview. Tyler, so you were away from the business for a while. You, you've been spending time outside of the Midwest. Talk to us a little bit about kind of your journey back. I think that's something that a lot of people are interested in. Uh, a lot of people said that you went away kind of at your peak. And now that you're kind of, you know, kind of regaining that traction, I think of like Evan Morris, not to compare you to anybody else. 
but Evan left and then he was really up here. And then, you know, you kind of have to build it back up. Talk to us a little bit about that, that absence that you had and, and what it's meant for you to be back and to be embraced by the community since coming back. I, I'm curious to know. Yeah, absolutely. So it's been about a year now um, since I did take about a three or four year hiatus um, and just specifically wrestling only for pro wrestling epic and have just loved it over the last year. Um, this will be, I'm spreading the matches out. So this will only be like the fifth or sixth match back. So really in a year, that's not many, you know, um, but still being involved with them in, in all the shows and all that. Um, it's just been a blast being back getting to, you know, step in the ring with Ben, um, which, you know, obviously a very bitter subject there with the way that ended. But, you know, now these younger guys like, uh, like Kendall Beck and then, um, uh, Derek Fullerton this Saturday, it's just, it's been exciting. You know, and, and I felt old for the first time in my life at the <laughs> June show in the Alton KC Hall when, uh, you know, someone who was wrestling that night had told me, uh, hey, I watched you wrestle here 10 years ago. That was the first time I ever felt old oh. uh, in, oh. in wrestling. <laughs> so so, yeah. so all, all, now you're becoming all, a veteran. Uh, all, kid, all kidding aside, um, I want to talk about Jeff's opponent on Saturday, on Saturday Tommy Davis. I'm I, I'm shouting from the rooftops of how good Tommy Davis is. So take off your solution hat and put your wrestler your wrestling hat on and be like, how good is Tommy Davis? Yeah, you know, I mean, he is he's definitely a name I hear very often, and of course, I'm seeing him at all these pro wrestling epic shows. Um, you're seeing him show up on more shows in the area. Um, I know for sure he's you know a risk taker. Like he's he's willing to go you know, all in and dedicate himself to, to that match. And, and, you know, whether it's picking up the win or just super exciting the crowd. Um, I think he's another guy who's got a lot of, a lot of potential. So, you know, I would, I wouldn't rule him out for being on the list of, um, you know, those young up and coming guys that maybe we want to put a stop to soon. I, I mean, because yeah, he, he's recently won the MMWA uh, junior heavyweight championship. Yeah. His, his buddies in Dragon Guild, uh, Chris Exodus and Elride won the tag team titles all on the same night. So that was a cool, that was a kind of a cool thing to see. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I will sing Tommy Davis from the, from the rooftops because I think he's got a star. He's got the, he's got real star potential. Not that anyone else, not that all the rest of the Dragons Guild don't, but he's just right now he's on, he's operating on a new level. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, um, you see that you hear that with the crowd reaction in his matches. I remember in back last December, I'm not sure who he worked last December, but, uh, you know, he was like right after intermission, right after uh, some really intense matches. Uh, and, you know, I just hear him out there. I, I hear the reaction. They're just going crazy. It's him and one other guy out there. And I look out the window and I'd only seen him a few times then. But, you know, ever since then, it seems like he's, a, you know, he's, he's a guy who'll go out there and steal the show. Mm-hmm. You know, I completely I completely agree. Well, and I have one other thing, because I know we've been talking a lot about the, the the OGs. We talked about Ric Flair. We talked about SummerSlam. And then we talked about some of the guys from The Solution. Anybody else out there? Because you kind of find yourself in this in this weird in-between space. You're, you're not new. You're not necessarily old. You're right in the middle. You're kind of in your prime. Anybody else, maybe even outside the area that you're watching, that you're like, God damn, that kid is going to be something, whether it be in the E or New Japan or whatever, man. Give us a name that, that whenever you – uh, have an opportunity to watch this particular superstar work, girl, guy, doesn't really matter, <laughs> that you always make it a point to make sure that you check them out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, look, I don't want to give the names of any of the pro wrestling epic kind of, you know, up and comers that I'm seeing because, you know, we got, I'm, we take them, you know, we give them the opportunity and take them out one at a time. And this weekend is Derek, is Derek Fullerton. Um, but, hey, there's some folks who might come back kind of like I did that I think would be good fits for the solution. 
Um, I saw a post today from Demarius Jones on uh, Facebook um, hinting at a little possible 2. return. 2.0, 2.0. Yeah. One of my favorite guys. So charismatic, super awesome family man, and he'll kick the shit out of you. Yeah. <laughs> right. I love 2.0, man. And I'll I make mean, this really uh, really clear to Demarius. Um, you know, if, if, if you do make that return, um, you're either with us or you're against us, and I'm more than happy to oh, step back no. with you. Oh, no. Whoa. Oh, no. Boy, a lot of shots being but, fired here tonight, bro. But I, I, think, think, I, I think he would be with us versus against us, so you don't have anything to worry about, Demarius. So, no, are you sure? About, are you sure about that? Uh, no. Well, I don't know. He, he's got a pretty sweet man cave. If he wants to keep that up, he's going to want to get his chips up. And if you want to get your chips up, you work with the solution. That's all I got to say about that. And by the way, th this is a pro. Shots fired. Shots fired. There you go. Shots fired. That's how I'm feeling is from the fans, from the guests, from everybody. Now, everybody's taking their shot. And I got nothing but respect for people that are not afraid to talk that shit. So, Tyler. One last bit of business before we go. It is a tradition within the first hour of the Wrestle Talk podcast to do what we call the Wrestle Talk podcast shoot and shout segment. And it's very, very simple. We play a little limp biscuit, Broadway style, and everybody yeah. gets 30 to 45 seconds to go off about anything, bro. It doesn't even have to be wrestling related. Might have been a, the new Drake album. You hate that. It might be about the fact that you went and bought a bag of chips and it was half full of air, gas prices, whatever it is. Rodell will go first. I'll go second. You go last. We just need you to bring that heat in whatever topic that you're ready to bring. Is that cool? Yep. All right. Let's go ahead and cue up that music, ladies and gentlemen, as we once again for episode 205 get into tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk podcast shoot and shout segment. Rodell, hope you're ready because you're going first. Hit that music. It's just one of those days when you don't want to wake up. Everything is fine, everybody's sorry. You don't really know why, but you want to justify ripping someone's head off. Ripping no human contact, and if you interact, life's on contract. Life's on contract. Stay away, mother. It's one of those days. Days. All right. Oh, big, uh, that, that, always, that, always, that always puts me in a good mood. It takes I mean, me out yo, of the, uh, angry. Is that Limp Biscuit? But uh, yeah, it's Limp Biscuit. <laughs> All right, Rodell, <laughs> it's on you, baby. Hit him with it. As always, I want I, I I hate I hate the inner the uh IWC, the internet wrestling community, because we're still in these camps that if you don't like the WWE, you're if you don't like the WWE and you like AEW, you can't watch both. Watch what you want to watch. Enjoy what you want to watch. It's wrestling. It's fun. It's entertainment. Stop complaining about the other guy. It's not gonna. It's not gonna work. So, and also, I want to. I want to send a secondary shout out to uh, um, people that tear down other companies' posters. Um, we've we've had that issue recently, and I I don't, I, I can't really get into it. But uh, yeah. Hey, I seen that out a lot in the political world. Bro, I legit seen people pulling up the, the no signs and the yes signs from each other's yards. I'm like, y'all are tripping right now. <laughs> like, yo, you got to do some crazy shit like that. If you're doing that in the wrestling world, you're even more petty. That's absolutely ridiculous. All right. So my turn, right? My shoot and shout tonight is, and I'm going to get a lot of flack for this. I got a shoot and shout right now on young people. And I'm not talking about young, young people. I'm talking about like, like, uh, like 13, 14, 15. Here's the thing. These kids, if you got a 13-year-old son, you don't need Google. Okay? You know why? Because they think they know 
everything. My man doesn't, I guess I have no wisdom. I guess I don't have anything to offer. My dude just Googles everything. He knows everything. He's got the answer to everything. And I try to tell my son every day, I say, son, be humble. No matter how much you know, somebody else knows more. And it's no different going back to Chris's point with the people on the IWC talking about how they should have done this. They could have done that. Well, why don't you? In the words of the legendary <laughs> EJZ, you made Hove. Okay, make another Hove. You think you could do it better than me? I dare you to try. I dare you to go out and start your own shit. And I dare you to prove that you can do what I do. No, no, no. Not Forget doing it better than me. I want to see you do it as good as I can. So going back to my boy, I always say to him, son, whether you're being successful or you're losing, always keep in mind that there's somebody out there that's better than you. So remain humble and keep working hard. But the truth is, gentlemen, if you got a teenage son or daughter in your house, Feel lucky because you don't need Google because, quite frankly, <laughs> these kids think they know every goddamn thing. So that said, that's my <laughs> shoot, that's my shooting shot for tonight, and I'm sticking by it. Last but definitely not least, a man who's going to be raising hell this weekend and kicking some ass, Tyler Copeland. What's your shooting shot tonight, buddy? Tell you what, the only thing this week that has grinded my gears more than the upcoming match with Derek Fullerton and what he's had to say about it is Southwest Airlines, the, the way I got you back here to St. Louis. Southwest Airlines, I don't know if you guys have ever flown Southwest. I'm sure you have. It's a very popular airline. I'm telling you, they pack you in like sardines. I, it's a gamble. It's a, it's a roll of the dice every time I fly on Southwest Airlines. I show up. Are we going to have three people in the seat? Am I going to be shoulder to shoulder with somebody, or am I not? So best case scenario, I'm not. But, of course, this trip back into St. Louis, um, shoulder to shoulder, and it just happened to be – you know, um, a gentleman that sat there with, you know, wider shoulders than I have. So I'm talking packed in like a sardine for two hours. I'm, I'm still sore from it. Will I be 100% this Saturday night? I hope so. Um, I'm, I'm more concerned about, you know, getting injured on the flight home this Sunday night than I am in my actual match with, with Derek Fullerton this Saturday night. So I just had to get that off my, my chest. I'm over Southwest Airlines. Um, switching up airlines. Any recommendations? Throw it in the chat. That's all I have. And, and is there and is there anything worse in the world than getting on a flight and then as soon as they as soon as you start to taxi, someone opens up a someone opens up something to eat and it's like got like onions or garlic on it. And Renee, you are muted. If you if you in case you didn't know, you're mute. You are muted. Um, but isn't that the worst? That some opens up something that's stinky and terrible smelling. Oh, it's the worst. Uh, well, I, I, I've heard them called sky pigs. That and then, you know, when when, when there's baby, I, I, I love babies, love kids. But, you know, when there's a baby on, you know, across from you or right behind you, just crying the entire flight. Man. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's terrible. So, Tyler, uh, Renee is muted right now. So, um, okay. sorry about that, guys. Hey, listen, I just got a call. About next week's guest, I'm actually pretty excited, and and I think when you hear the news at the end of the show, Tyler, you're going to be excited. I happen to believe that this is a guy that you look up to in the pro wrestling world, so just make sure you're tuning in later on because next week's guest is, is going to be absolutely incredible, man. It, it's it's going to be something else. But I guess my final point and question is this, and it's a question that Nightmare Jones always asks, and you know he's the originator of the show. When people go see you perform, brother. What is it above everything else that you want them to take out of that experience? What are you trying to communicate and deliver to the fans when they see you do your thing? I guess it's more so of a really just kind of a, some sort of like emotional connection or reaction to what they're seeing, whether that is like, 
you know, I love this segment or, or match or performance or uh, hated it. One of the two, you know, just something memorable. So, so basically what you're saying is you want to leave them with something that is going to, that they're going to be able to take home and remember what you were all about, like what you brought yeah. to the table, what set you apart from everybody else. And well, I'll tell you what, bro, you do it in every single interview that you do, not only on the Wrestle Talk podcast, on every other show that you've been on, because I try to watch them all. And you absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, do that within the squared circle. And that's why you continue to be so successful. Rodell, let's give my man Tyler Copeland a round of applause. You handled handle the heat pretty well from the kid, bro. I wasn't sure how you were going to do. I think you did a good job. Kudos yeah. to you. It sounds Tyler, like we'll be there Saturday too. Yeah, so. Tyler, <laughs> yeah. Shout, shout out any of your social media channel, channels so we can so people can so, so people can follow you from the Wrestle Talk Podcast family. You know, I'm going to expand on social media pretty soon. Right now, I'm pretty much only on Facebook, as lame as that is. Only Facebook. I'm going to get back going on the Instagram here soon, though. So you know, we'll have more. Probably won't ever make it to Twitter, but I mean, I will. Oh, you're not, you, you don't do the Twitter. You're not missing thing? nothing, dog. No, you're not that's missing true. nothing. Good Trust me. <laughs> so, one this, more time. Go ahead. Hit it. I was going to say this Saturday night at, uh, in Collinsville, the Collinsville VFW, it's Pro Wrestling Epics. Uh, squeaky clean. It's going to be uh, the, our guest Tyler Copeland, the infamous Tyler Copeland against Derek Fullerton, all kinds of other great matches as well. So, uh, Thank you very much, Tyler, for coming on. We hope that you had a, we hope that you had a good time, and we we definitely are going to have you back eventually at some at some point. So, absolutely, always have a blast. Thank you, guys. Right. Well, and it looks like you gained some fans here tonight, guys. Make sure that you guys follow the infamous Tyler Copeland. Maybe we Facebook get t- we. Maybe we can get Tyler around the world, around the country. I mean, I mean, West Virginia, up to West Virginia. Susie wants Texas? to see. We got people yeah. all over the place, yeah. man. We'll, we'll talk. Yeah. We'll talk offline. Tyler, thank you, bro. And you be safe out there, okay, cuz? Thank you both. Peace. Bye, all right. It looks like the ladies like the tattoos. Boss <laughs> complimenting the tattoos of uh, Tyler Copeland. I mean, but I'm sure he's used to that. I'm sure he gets that everywhere he goes from the ladies. Uh, that said, Chris Rodell, I, I want to apologize to you again for some of the the nonsense that happened earlier on in the broadcast with my connection, man. It looks like we're all good to go now. Do I sound and do I look you okay? Sound, you sound, you sound beautiful. You sound beautiful, except for when you were muted. When you were muted, when you were talking on the phone, I didn't realize you. I thought you were talking to Tyler and you were. Bro, y'all better stay tuned in to the end of the show. Next week's guest is going to be in the air and then he's going to. Well, never mind. I'm, I, if I say that, I'm going to give it all away. So I'm not, <laughs> not going to give it all away. Real quick, though, guys, uh, before we move on to the snippets of truth, we do have uh, to hit our sponsors one more time. And if you don't mind, I'll go ahead and take that. Chris Rodell. Uh, first and foremost, we'd like to thank our friends over at Royal Mills Transportation. Rathbun Engraving, responsible for the Wrestle Talk Podcast mug. Nobleman's Barber Lounge in Kansas City, Missouri. Make sure you guys ask for Pete the Barber. Kincaid Arcade at the Oak Park Mall. Shout out to my guy, DBD. Everything Combat, Jay Hollywood, Pat Milicic. Uh, they haven't broadcast in a while, but anything Jay Hollywood touches turn to gold. Make sure you guys look him up. That's Jeffrey Wilson. Of course, I-70 Sports Media, headed by Jeremy Carp and Adam Frex. The world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion, the FWWC. And I don't know why this isn't on here, but Painter's Dream Production. If it wasn't for Painter's Dream Productions, the Wrestle Talk podcast would not have a website. So I'll go ahead and give him his own thread. Shout out to our guy, Perry Hartman of Painter's Dream Productions, who's going to be joining us here in just a matter of moments for the Snippets of Truth segment. Before we go to him, Rodell, 
What do you think about the show so far, my friend? Man, Tyler was great. We had some great conversation. We didn't get really the whole bunch of high spot segments in, but with, when we talking to Tyler, it's kind of like a combination interview high spot segment. So, I mean, and, and Tyler is so knowledgeable about the wrestling business. So I, I liked it. It was great. Well, here's what you're going to love. We're going to get into a little bit of that with Big Daddy P as well, okay? So on that note, I wanted to ask you a question. And we're going to bring Perry on in just a moment. Um, the Usos, okay? Going back to high spots, and then we'll bring in um, and then we'll bring in Big Daddy P. Are they nearing that level yet? Because WWE, and, and they like to glorify everything, right? Exaggerate everything. Are they creeping up, bro, the ladder now? Or because Roman seems to be creeping up the ladder, right? Like we all know it, we all see it. He's getting up there into the Triple H, you know, that, that kind of territory, right? He's not in the Hogan, Austin yet. And, and there's only been there's only been I believe they had a stat on SummerSlam that there's only the only champions that have held the title as long as him were um Pedro Bruno? Morales, um, Andre, uh, no, Hulk Hogan, um Bruno San Martino and Bob Backlund. Wow. And that's a who's who of WWE Hall of Famers. No Bob Backlund? You... I'm sorry, Bob... hold on. I think I think we got to drop for Bob Backlund. Never drew a dime. Not a dime. Not a dime. Never drew. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. All right. All right. You, you were you were t- but yes, the Usos are like at that level. They're I They're getting not, there, right? They're getting there. I mean, I think you have to make the like there are so many great teams okay Rockets, so let me ask you let me ask you okay and where did joey go make sure you message him we need him back now he disappeared we need him back now this is when he's supposed to be back um have they surpassed the new day oh that's because if you're cool. talking it, about legendary status you got to surpass your contemporaries right the guys that are on that same level with you during that same time jordan beat magic Jordan beat Bird, Jordan beat Isaiah, Jordan beat all the guys that were like ahead of him slightly before his time. He surpassed him eventually. That's the question. And I'm putting you on the spot, Rodell. This wasn't part of what our discussion was before the show, but I got to know. What does your gut tell you? I I I think at, by the end of it, they could be one of the top 10 teams of all time. I mean, they're, they're creeping up there right Have now. Have they surpassed the New Day? Have they surpassed the New Day? If not, if they haven't surpassed it, they are right there. They are right there. Um, but they've held the title for a lot longer than the New Day did. So, and their reign has been so significant. Obviously. And they've had, and they've had so many great matches. Like, like it, it's hard for them to go out and have a bad match. I mean, their matches with the New Day were have been always been amazing. Uh, their matches with the Street Profits have been amazing. Um, they dra- see, the, see, that's they- why I know that's why I would say yes, Rodell, because I was afraid that once they got beyond the new day, if they were going to be able to have that level of matches with other teams, and they've proven it now with a relatively new team. I know Street Profits feel like they've been around for a long time, they've actually only really been around for like two or three years, seriously. And they're having that level of matches with a team that's still fairly new. I think that is a a a Two, two feathers in the cap of the Usos, personally speaking. But but we'll get back to that. Hold on. We'll get back to that because I do have to hit this music. It is time, amigos and amigas, for that time that we all love. And that is the time where we welcome in the one and only Big Daddy P for tonight's edition 
of Snippets of Truth. Go ahead and hit that music. And he's standing up. Woo! Let that play. Let's go, baby. Hold up. Stay with me. Now, Big Daddy P, I know you're always selling to people. We don't usually get to listen to the song, but I wanted to play a little bit more for you because I know you would appreciate it, bro. If that doesn't speak, Big Daddy P, I don't know what does. That song fits you perfectly, bro. The power, the passion, the message, that's Big Daddy P personified, baby. No question. And and, and do you know how many people don't even realize what blessed with a death wish means? So let me just remind you, it says to live as Christ, to die as gain. As much as I love this world and as much as I love being a part of this world, I am looking forward to a day that I don't have to worry about friends that I love be gone, uh, people that I've learned to love, uh, retire. Woo! <laughs> Let's go. I so, love it. So, right. so big da- go ahead, real, big. real quick, Big Daddy P, I mean, you've just recovered. You're, you're standing up, obviously. I, I will assume you're standing up. Or I don't know if I you're standing up. And just give the WrestleTalk podcast family, how, how are you feeling? Pretty good, man. It's been uh, it's been about two and a half weeks since the back surgery, and uh, I, I as much as as my body has wanted to just stop because for the last fourteen weeks I've dealt with sciatica, so I've been on my back. So to be up and moving around and to be able to get out of the house to go back to church again, even to go to Ric Flair's last match uh, within tw- twenty four hours notice. Whoa! 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 Humble whoa, brag. Whoa, 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 whoa! Humble whoa. brag. Whoa. What? What are, we, what are we talking about? You going to Ric Flair's last match? Dude. Please elaborate. Please my, elaborate my, on that. My dear promoter friend JP Jones called me up on the phone and said, "Hey, do you feel like going to wrestling tomorrow?" And I said, "There was only one match I knew existed, which on a Sunday, if it's not Blue Sky, it's got to be Ric Flair's last match." I said, "Yeah, heck yeah." And uh, so he said, just uh, just meet us up there at the, at the National Auditorium. And uh, we got tickets and uh, have a good time. And so we went and got to uh, share the room with The Undertaker and Bret Hart. And, of course, the one and only Ric Flair and Jeff Jarrett. And they just did such an amazing job uh, to, to, help, to help him get through his last match. Because if you've seen the match. It was scary. It's rough. But, man. God okay, bless hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, very, 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 hold on. So, so did it come across the same in the venue as it did on TV, where we were all kind of like trepidatious about what might happen? I mean, could you feel the tension in the room where people were like, "Oh, please, God, don't let Rick die in the ring"? Was it yeah. that? And then, and then, yeah. secondly, and since secondly, um, I know you're friends with Double J Jeff Jarrett. How proud are you of him? 
and everything that he did this weekend because I think he's the unsung hero of the weekend. Dude, Jeff Jarrett was dude, a busy man. Dude looks thousand, like he did. A thousand percent. Him and Karen did an unbelievable – and everybody, Conrad, all the work that they did to show honor to Ric Flair. And I'll tell you, you want – I don't know why they don't use Jeff and Karen on WWE. That boy gets heat. I agree. Boy, and boy, and he, looks, and he looks jacked. He looks Man, great. He looks like he could still go. I mean, dude is like built. I If they don't use those two, I don't know. But it was just great to see Rick. I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad uh, that, 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 that he didn't do originally what was planned. Um, so, uh, because there was uh, a move that he was going to do that I just thought if he did that, because he's got a pacemaker, man. So you, he's got to keep those bumps to a, a, to a, a limit. And he, I mean, again, Jay Lethal to another one who just, man, talk about heat. These, these right here, this Jay Lethal situation over here at ROH and AEW, and you've got Jeff Jarrett and, I think this is such an awesome time for pro wrestling, and I thank God for it. Hold on. You're going to mention everybody and not mention the guy that's from the same state that I am in Mexico? Andrade. Yeah, no, no. Come on, Big Daddy. But you got to mention Andrade. Because Andrade and Jay Lito, I think, were the saviors of this whole match. They did did an outstanding job. Did you see him crying? Course, bro. Come man, on, man, to watch that, I'm telling his you, his dad's a legend, his uncle's a legend, his grandpa's a legend, and then now his father-in-law, obviously the legend. I mean, that's got to be an honor, man. Huge, dude. I remember watching Tracy Smothers one of his last matches at our show, and it was at Action Sports Wrestling, and it was so hard. To, it's hard because he even said to me, he's like, he said, "Look, man, I, I, I I'm, I'm gonna get in that ring. I just don't know what I can promise you." I said, "The fact that you're here, man." And you're a part of this is what it's all about. And I think because we love the business as much as we do, it's a respect for the business. It's a respect for the people in it. And obviously respect for the fans because they're the one. Man, I haven't, it's been a while since I've been to a show. And of course, I couldn't sit in one spot. I had to keep getting up and again sit down about every 15 minutes. That was kind of rough. But man, just being- so Undertaker. Mick Foley, who else did you see in the crowd? I'm curious. Yeah, but Rick Foley, um, uh, obviously Conrad and his wife. Um, you had uh, Al Snow uh, with, because uh, he, he, he does that collar and. Uh, collar and elbow. Yep. And then um, uh, Santino Morala. Sorry, Santino. Wow, Santino. Yeah, the, 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 <laughs> and by yes. the way, and by the way, I, I already can hear the representation of Ray Leone in the background, uh, Dick Richards complaining. Listen, the scheduled interview is for 835. The Empire needs to hold their horses. It doesn't much and the Wrestle Talk podcast, it doesn't matter how much money you guys throw around, okay? We will not be bought, okay? So the Empire, Ray Leone, Dick Richards, you guys wait your turn. When Snippets of Truth is over, we will bring you on and we will give you your time because I'm already getting emails and and instant messages and stuff like that from the Empire. So they're going to have to hold their damn horses, right, Big Daddy P? They're going to have to calm down and, and operate with the calmness that, that is demonstrated in the great book of Ephesians, right? Like you, you learn it, you get it, you understand it, and you know that it's valuable. Now, that said, Big Daddy P, Usos versus New Day, okay? This is a question that we were discussing just a moment ago. Where are the Usos on your let's just say on your depth chart 
And have they surpassed the New Day? I got to know what you think about this. You've been watching tag team wrestling for 40 years, okay? If a guy a guy like you as a fan is going to know that more than anybody else with your years of experience, how do you feel? Do you think they've reached that moment? Without a doubt, the Usos. And they who do they point to? When you see an entire WWE universe pointing to the only one that matters, my friend. Yes, that's sir. That's what it's all about. So. There's my opinion because they <laughs> and they got it right. And that's the reason. See, when you exalt, when you lift up him, which is what they do in their very spiritual way, because that family is spiritual. They if are. you know anything about them, they're very spiritual. Family is numero uno, man. So, but they're, they're awesome. And I love them. And, and there's no doubt that they have surpassed the new day. I am so thankful. Again, the, the New Day was a specific generation. It's behind us. The Usos are today. And obviously, based even Brock Lesnar should understand that now, shouldn't he? Ooh, did he, bro? Listen, you've seen a lot of stuff happening in pro wrestling. Can you rank that for me? Watching my guy come out. And by the way, we named this episode, tonight's episode 405, Farm Equipment. That's the, that's the title yeah, of this yeah. episode, bro. How, how did you feel about that? That had to even surprise a guy like you. That had to catch you because, man, that was absolutely incredible. I loved what happened after Raw went off the air. Or when, or I'm sorry, not Raw. Uh, when SummerSlam went off the air and Brock Lesnar, he climbs up to the top, grabs his cowboy hat. He knew that was so brilliant planning. His hat was up at the highest point. He got right up top, sat around, turned around, and took his hat off. And, and, and said thank you and now who knows when we'll see him again i know they're advertising him i think for uh i think i saw something about in january, january it'll be their next first. saudi show it'll be the next shoddy show so yeah hey, you have any prayer request well this evening big daddy p i we i believe we had two but because of work i wasn't able to go pull them okay and well, the send them knows. to you so that's my fault yeah but so, so yes we can do that. I got one last thing, and then I'll throw it to Rodell, and then we'll go ahead and close out with prayer. So, Big Daddy P, my question is this for you. You got a chance to see Ric Flair's last match. You got a chance to see SummerSlam. Is it safe to say that wrestling continues to be on a steady incline? Or if you're making the mistake like many other people are and reading Twitter, they're telling you that the wrestling is slowly, well, actually quickly, making a decline from where you're sitting after such an incredible weekend of professional wrestling, bro. Where do you think we are right now relative to where we were maybe five or, or 10 years ago? Then now forever together. That's my so, answer. So we're moving up. That That's what I'm sensing. I it's dig us, it, man. Brother, let me tell you something. I dig it. Let me tell you something. If they they did they do so much work outside of just what takes place in the ring, and I think we forget about that. We forget this is a very very large organization that is reaching out internationally at a time where there's so much heat and so many other things going on. That if you can bring some great stories and some great entertainment and good old fashioned pro wrestling pro wrestling <laughs> all over the wrestling. world wrestling I, I honestly don't know if it's really ever been better now you could say bigger right 48,000 for SummerSlam right I mean Ric Flair I think had eight 
at, at the Nashville Auditorium, 8,000. And WrestleMania was what, 101? Or what was it this last year? Something like, I mean, I mean, and, I, I, and they I, do 12 a year. Somebody was trying to tell me that they're on a downside because they only got 48,000. And I go, bro, they do 48,000 three times a year. And then once a year, they do 100,000. And every other show, they're doing 25 to 30,000. I'm like, WrestleMania three was one big show a year when there was nothing else on television. I'm like, right. yeah, absolutely. you're comparing apples to oranges. They, they're, 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 they're only drawing 48,000. The, the, the stadium doesn't hold that many people. Even for football games, it doesn't hold 48,000. So it was the pictures, bro, of the hard cam side that they were using to justify that nonsense. But, but anyway, I'm sure we could keep going forever. Big Daddy P, the floor is yours, baby. Close us out. Only like the only way you know how with a prayer, my friend. Not only for for the members of the Wrestle Talk family, but all of the pro wrestling universe and beyond. Go ahead, buddy. Let me also just encourage you because right now in this world, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of fear internationally about what's happening, and I just want to encourage those that are watching it now, man. Just just chill, rest. The Lord's got it all under control. And do not panic. Whatever you've got going on in your life, I don't care what it is. Give it to him. Trust him. It's that simple. Just trust him. He's given you an opportunity that's free. doesn't cost anything. But you do have an opportunity to accept all the wonderful things that he has, especially at a time like this. So I just want to encourage you that it is by faith alone that you can have a relationship with him. And now I can pray because people need to know that it's a gift, that they can't work for it. And that's what makes it good news. Father God, thank you so much for this time. Thank you for your word. I thank you for wrestling. I thank you for Ric Flair. I thank you, Father, for all those that make events like this weekend possible. Thank you for continuing to heal those that are uh, trying to do this as business and are injured. We pray that you would give them a continued healing and financial provision, especially for all the workers and all the production crew. Thank you again that we can have this wonderful podcast that takes a moment, just moments out of their day to honor and glorify you through prayer and through all these wonderful stories. And I thank you so much for the prayer requests that we got. And I thank you for this opportunity that we can come before you with petitions. You're so cool. We never get a voicemail. We never get a busy signal. You're always there to hear us. And I thank you for that. And I love you. And I ask these things in Christ's name. Amen. I love you guys. Appreciate it. Man and amen. Big Daddy P, you already know, baby. This is your home. We're going to keep doing this. Guys, every single week, send us your prayer requests. And and Please. again, I failed this time. We had two, and I didn't get a chance to send them over to Perry. But keep sending them. I promise I'll make the commitment to you guys and make sure we get them on the show every single week. For Big Daddy P, Wrestle Talk Podcast Resident Chaplain. Round of applause for Big Daddy P. Come on, come on, man. Killing that. And hey, for all those people who, who I've, I've taken some of your time, I apologize, but thank you for that. And I think it's going to reach more people than you know. So love you guys. Appreciate it. Peace. Till next time. Adios. See you, Big Daddy P. Big Daddy P, Chris Rodell. How you, you feeling, man? Hell of you, a show so far, you, man. You, you can't feel inspired when you don't when you listen to Big Daddy P. So. That's right, man. And and we we're not we're definitely not trying to alienate anybody. You know what I mean? Big Daddy P has his belief system. I think his message kind of cuts through all the religious nonsense. I mean, you could even see it on his t-shirt. He's saying, hey, whatever it is, whoever it is, 
give props, give praise, and just recognize that there's something bigger than you out there. I think if we have that attitude, Rodell, we can go back to what I was talking about during the shoot and shout segment. We can all be a little bit better off, and we can all be a little bit more humble. And and, and really, truly, it really comes down to being a little bit more loving and caring for those beside us in this life, which is quite hard, to be sincere. So with all that said, I'm almost afraid to do this transition, okay? <laughs> oh, man. We went from Tyler Copeland, and now we've got to deal with the likes of the Empire. And, and it's so funny because Dick Richards is, is already messaging me pissed off. I have this message here from the Violencia and Paz um, Facebook page. And when I said a little bit earlier that the Empire was supposed to hold their horses – this was their response. This is the stuff that I have to deal with on a regular basis, Chris Rodell. You know how the snitch is always a thorn in your side? Okay? Oh, God, he's such this, a thorn in my side. I this can't... is exactly what I have to deal with. Every time they come out, they try to intimidate and they try to bully me. We're all countrymen. We're from the same place. And, and they don't they don't respect me. They don't like me. And you know what it is? It's because I speak the truth and I call it the way that I see it. And that's what Billy Simmons and Mr. Curtis Duncan pay me to do. And clearly, they have a huge problem with that. But this is the comment. It says, hey, why do you assume we have horses? What if I have many burrows? You see, you see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? These guys don't take absolutely anything seriously. And uh, unfortunately, due to contractual obligations, we're going to have to spend some time with the Empire here tonight. So in advance, I apologize if these guys get rude and disrespectful. It's just kind of what they do. Okay? And I can only say so because they've taken my glasses. They've broken them. Chris Rodell, you're going to love these guys. It's it's. That's the part of it that bothers me. You're going to love these guys by the time you're done. Oh, I don't know. I don't know because I don't like when the snitch bo- – the snitch has been getting more aggressive towards me recently. Like, okay. like getting it, like getting in my face during like announce announcements, waiting for his opponent to come out. During – we had a fatal four-way match. Uh, he stood right next to me as I announced him. It, it was – he's kind of intimidating, so. Well, without any further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I welcome Ray Leone. And his advocate, his representative, his right-hand man, his advisor, and his wise man, the one and only Rich Richard. Why is he why is he in a like a lawyer's office? What do you mean? All right, all right. Easy, Rodell. Easy, Rodell. He's in a lawyer's office. He's in a lawyer's boardroom. Rodell, just just let me handle this for now. Okay, you'll get your opportunity. Okay. Okay. So, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Rude and disrespectful. What time is it? Uh, It's it's 8.41, sir. Central time. What time are we supposed to start? Uh, 8.35, wrestle time. Uh, 7.30. We've been patient. 7.30? Hold on just a second. Hold on just a second here, gentlemen. So your representation, Ray Leone, demanded that you get the featured prime spot on the Wrestle Talk podcast. And everyone knows that that's the second hour guest. So now that we 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 uh Abby quested your request, now we got heat for it. You guys demanded the VIP spot, you demanded the front row, you demanded the spotlight. Now that you're getting it, you're giving me shit about it. Are you being serious right now? Renee. Shut up. Hey, come oh, on, man. That's Don't rude. treat me like that. I'm we wanted seven thirty and eight thirty. Bring what? on somebody we else. We have two we have two guests. Have you not listened to the Russell Talk podcast? They don't we it have- doesn't matter. They don't listen. 
Okay, okay. It let, doesn't let, matter. Can let, you let, yeah. could you carry two segments? Yes. Okay. Listen, let's bump the brakes. Easy. Everybody, Dick Richards. Let let's not stress out your your already uh, um uh, um stressed out nerves and and your your blood pressure. Okay. Let's let's try to catch our breath here for a second. So, can you blame him, Notre Dame? Can you really blame him, though? A little can bit. You? I mean, how do you guys expect? Listen, last time Ray Leon came on the show, guys, he took over. Great. You you cut in. We nope. were supposed to be interviewing somebody else. We were supposed to be interviewing Mitch Onyx, okay? And you basically locked him in a closet, and you what? took over the segment. What? what did I say last time? Okay, I'm sorry. Allegedly, you locked right. Mitch Onyx in the closet and took over his segment. Allegedly, because that's never been proven, and I stand corrected there. Okay, That's why we're in this lawyer's office. Okay, all right, all right. So let, let's try to show a little bit of decorum here, gentlemen, okay? Because we do have an interview to conduct, okay? The Empire's throwing their weight around like they always do. So let's what? take a big let's let's take a big step back here and, and try to act like gentlemen. Could we? Is that okay? Is that all right with everybody? I'm I'm cool with it. Th- throwing his weight around is something that I do best. Okay, all right, all right. So so I'll get somewhere out with it. Okay, we'll we'll do it this way, okay? And and I know that you guys are gonna be tempted to to keep this this charade going the whole time, but I think that we owe it to the members of the Wrestle Talk family to get down to the nitty gritty. Okay. So Ray. Okay. Ray. I want to, I want to leave all this, the illustrious stuff to the side for just a moment. I want to talk to you as an individual, as a person, as a human being, we all know that you've been in athletics for a very, very long time. You've been successful in multiple sports and and particularly in the MMA world, okay? For those who don't know, talk to us about what brought you into the world of professional wrestling. I'm talking about the guy before the illustrious, the guy who went to the gym, went to training for the first time. What was it? Because you could have gone into anything. You could have gone to baseball, basketball. I know you're football talent. I know you had MMA talent, boxing. We all know that, okay? But what was it about professional wrestling that took that young man by storm and that has led us to where we are today, where you're now in the conversation for multiple and various heavyweight championships around the world. Let's be serious here. Honestly, me and Dick Richards had a conversation a couple years back and I was bored, bored of fighting. Just wasn't fun anymore. And I was making great money, to be honest with you. Making tremendous money was a not dick work. But I needed something more. And I came into the business of professional wrestling because I grew up as a kid, loved it. And I saw a lot of opportunity to make more money, but without having to do anything. But as of late, it seems like I've had to roll my own sleeves up in some areas and take care of business myself. And that's why I'm in the business. Okay, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback off that, and we're gonna kind of peel the curtain back a little bit for those who know the Wrestle Talk podcast. Know we do a little bit of that. So one thing I can say about you, outside of the the obvious, some of the rude stuff, the rich guy nonsense, you have impressed me for a lot of different reasons. Number one, you have an incredible presence. I'm curious, where do you get that presence from? That presentation when you hit when you hit the stage, when you get from behind that curtain. People react to you. And we were talking about that with Tyler Copeland, who, who, uh, you know, all all the best to him this upcoming weekend. Clearly, the fans have, whether whether they love you, they hate you, that there's a connection there. 
So where do you pull that from? Is it something you learn from family, friends? Is it is it your training? Because not everybody can connect with the fans like that. When, I'm not going to mention any names, but I, there's guys that have been coming through that 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 curtain a lot longer than you, that are working the same shows as you, that are not getting that same reaction. So what is it about what you do that allows you to connect with that audience in a, on a different level? I'm curious. I think it simply comes down to the point that I have passion in the things that I do and everything that I do. And I approach everything as a professional athlete. I've been a professional since 12 years old. I've, I've been at the top. So yes, some a lot of it comes from my parents, but a lot of it comes from being a professional and understanding that if I'm going to make money, it's because I've got to bring everything I've got into the, anything I do. If well, I don't see, do that, then gonna, it doesn't gonna, matter. Listen, listen, I'm going to throw it over to Rodell, but but I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push you on this. It can't just be about the money, Ray, because you would be successful. I know you've got multiple other businesses, okay? I, I know I've done my research. I get it. There's something about professional wrestling that gets you going. And I'm trying to put my finger on that. What is it? Do you just like sticking it to the fans? You like to prove it to everybody that you're better than them? Is it something that you're trying to prove to yourself? Because listen, I've been watching wrestling for a long time and, and all this stuff on the surface is all well and good. You look like a million bucks, but in here, aquí, carnal, there's something that speaks to you and that you put out to the pro wrestling world that not a lot of people have. I was in the back. I was in the locker room just this past weekend in Leavenworth. And you looked at me and you're like, that's why I'm the golden child. And I didn't know what you meant by that. But clearly, I'm not the only one that sees it. So I want you to speak on that candidly, if you can. It's because I want to be the best. That, that That's it. I'm not talking about another person's opinion. Kenny Omega versus Ric Flair versus Matt Seidel or whomever. It doesn't matter. I don't care who you are. I... I'm trying to become better than you day in, day out. If you don't believe it's part of the money, that's fine. Money is a big part of it. But honestly, if it really came down to it, it's because I'm trying to be better than every single person that is in this business, no matter who they are, no matter how much experience they have. I don't care. You could be five years old in this business, all the way up to 40. I could care less. And, and Ray, I, just last thing, and then I'll throw it over to Rodell. Where does this chip on your shoulder come from? Clearly, you've been successful in everything you've done. I've already said it. You look like a million bucks. You're not having any trouble with the ladies. We all know it. You've got your representative there, and he does a job, his job very, very well. Okay, well, the lady. My mistake. I'm sorry. Yeah, everybody else is off the table. They're too ugly for me. Okay, all right, fine, fine. But, <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. That, that is what, I guess, really speaks to me about what you do because you could rely and lean on your physical ability. You could rely and lean on your appearance. You could rely and lean on your representation and your backup because you got some great backup with Violenza and Paz, but you don't do that. And, and you're throwing yourself into very, very difficult matches. I was there for your match at UUCW. I was at your match this past weekend at XWE. So, like I said, I know you're not willing to go all the way off the cuff with it, but there's clearly something about you that sets you apart, man. And as much as I hate to admit it, despite all the disrespect, you got it, man. You got it. And all you need to do is stay healthy and humble. And the humble part I think you're going to struggle with, personally. That's just my opinion. Because you haven't shown me even an ounce 
of humility since the day that I met you. With that said, I will throw I'm it over to my partner. Man. Oh, yeah, of course you are. Absolutely. Look at me. That's you why you're in attorney's you see, office. You seem to have a sense of entitlement. Bro, he's got a he's got a turtleneck on, and it's literally August 2nd. It's 118 degrees in Kansas, and my man's got a long sleeve and a turtleneck. If that Not doesn't tell you everything me, you need son. to know, geez, Louise. What? Try to be me every single day. 102 degrees ain't nothing, baby. I'm hot all the time, son. Where does a sense of entitlement come? I mean, that's a good question, too. It's a chip on my shoulder. Renee, Renee, as much as I dislike you, you hit it right on there. I do have a chip on my shoulder. Why? Because. What happened to you? Some at at somebody's stupid house, some poor idiot. I have a detractor somewhere, and I don't like that. I'm I'm undeniably great. Undeniably. How long have I been in the business, Dickie? Since January? January. That's when I started. I've been training for 10 months. And look where I'm at. I train my ass off. And I do have to thank Billy Simmons for part of my training as much as I cannot stand that stupid Ooh, idiot. A little bit that's of humanity. of trash. He did a lot for me. He has helped me prepare for this business. I had to pay him a lot of money to do it, but man, has he benefited in my favor. So I will give him that. But I have that chip on my shoulder because somebody somewhere does not believe me and thinks I am not the best. And that's why I'm pissed all the time. That's who I am, who I am, who I am. There you go. So open up like easy, that. easy. All right, Rodell, it's on you, baby. What you got for him? God, this guy's is as annoying as the is the snitches here in St. Louis to me. Now be respectful. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm listen, sorry. You don't want beef with the Empire, bro. Trust me. I'm in the middle of this stuff with them right now, and and I'm just trying to save you the trouble. So let's keep it professional here, okay? So you're gonna be in a match uh, in at the at the Temple Live for UUCW against one of your opponents is gonna be Matt Seidel. Don't forget. What? Don't forget the Burger King. The Burger King. Wow. Wow. That's what? how you're going to address King Vale, bro? Are you serious right now? Everybody else addresses him like that. I thought that was his name. No, that's not his was, name, sir. A great you know guy. It. I love the man. Look at, oh, my gosh. Everybody look at this poster right here. Look at this. Look at that beautiful man sitting there on the on the left-hand side. But you, okay, but you, but you see but you see who's front and center on that poster. It's Matt I should, be, I should be, but it's okay. Photoshopping is hard. We understand that. Yes. Okay. We, didn't, we didn't Photoshop this. No, but the man that had to do this, Steven Anzo, I know he struggles on a daily basis, so I get it. It's un, it's understandable. On to your question, please. So in all ser- in all seriousness, how are you preparing? How are you preparing for this match against Matt Seidel and Chris Vale? A lot of film study, a lot of love making, and a lot of training. That, that's simply it. Those are the thing, three things I do all the time. I watch film on the people I've got to wrestle, whomever it is, a lot. I am a student of the game, 100%. When it comes to making love to my wife, well, you know. That's not, that's not that kind of show. That's, oh, not, that's oh, not that kind of show. Easy. Not that kind of show. I'll, I'll keep it PG. I'll keep it PG. I mean, in reality, it is that kind of show. We just don't want to hear about it. I got to be honest. Yeah, you can So let me jump in. No, I got to jump in real quick, Rodell. I know it's still on you. But no, that's fine. 
what 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 is this with with the likes of 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 uh, Paz and Violencia and then Joey Gambino? I mean, obviously, and, and I'm gonna I'm directing this more at Mr. Richards. Mr. Richards, what is it that you're putting over in the Kool-Aid at the Empire that has allowed Violencia and Paz to be regularly in the conversation for the tag team championships? Uh, Joey Gambino holding that United Liberty Championship, and then Ray Leon constantly in the conversation for championships. What are you What are you putting in the tea over there, my friend? Because everybody wants to know that secret. You need to understand that Valencia Paz and Joey Gambino are smart. They know where success is, and it is right here. Now, yes, we compensate them appropriately but at the end of the day you listen to ray you go straight to the top and it's already been proven and look where they were beforehand i don't mean to cut you off dicky but where were they before this the boys know it we've had many conversations about it yes they put it in the work but xwe was not taking care of them and then i came along and showed them the way and that's why they are where they are right now. Joey Gambino did get screwed and we all know it. He will get his. Oh, big damn rebel hearts. Do we want to talk about Johnny Faith? Do we want to talk about Johnny Faith? Because I don't think that's something you guys want to discuss here tonight. We we told Johnny Faith, first of all, he better not, and we said this in the back, he better not get involved. If he knows what's best for him, I forewarned him. He assaulted me during the match. He assaulted him during the match. I'm sure you didn't oh. do anything to deserve it. Right. And, Richards, let me ask you a question. How's your chest doing, buddy? Listen. <laughs> Listen. Bro. I am more concerned. Drake Gallows ripped a $1,000 dress shirt. Not as expensive uh, uh, as mine. Wait, $1,000 dress shirt? We ain't poor like you. Whoa, 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 whoa. Everybody, listen, everybody back to their corners, all right? Every, everybody take it easy, okay? Uh, uh, Rodell, listen, we're contractually obligated to have the Empire on here, and we can, have to show can, a little can, bit of decorum. Listen, when they up, go low, we got to go high, bro. Just got to remember can, that. Can we, can we throw up Aaron Lawrence's comment about uh, Mike Seidel, or Matt Seidel? Um, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let me let me. Uh, I, I, I'm going to read this to Ray. Now, the next one down, next one down. Hell yeah, that's awesome. Matt Seidel is going to beat this clown. Seidel is a ring general, and the guy that got me into wrestling, it's going down. Uh, would you well, like wait, to wait. We'll, we'll give you We'll give you a, a second to process that, Mr. Leone, and so you can discuss that with your representation. This is the comment that really is interesting to me, okay? Who is this Grant Leach, and how much did y'all pay this dude to come on here to come on here and put the comment on the show tonight? Because I don't know, bro. Grant Leach, that's not a real person. Let's be serious, okay? Now, on to you, gentlemen. Please go ahead and uh, and answer us however you deem fit. Well, first of all, Slidell ain't going to kick my ass. He might kick King or Queen Vale's ass, but not mine. Mm-hmm. Oh, Queen Vale? Wow, Sorry, King Bell. my bad, Burger King Bell. You guys need to relax with that, bro. Senor Burger King, I do love the guy, genuinely love the guy. He looks jacked right now, he's huge, he's got a great body. I'm just saying, you know what I mean? You know, you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, I think, I mean, I, I, I think Sonny King. So, the next no. in line is the emperor, me. 
Uh, uh, Renee, one of our co-hosts is off the chain right now. Is uh, is 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 is, is, is it must be drinking? Must be drinking the Kool Aid from from the uh, Empire. Okay, so okay, so I gotta ask this question: How are you guys swaying the ring announcer? All of a sudden, Sunny Money Mayo wants to join the Empire. Are you guys serious right now? Is that why he gives you an extra special entrance every time you come out? I mean, are, how many people can you guys pay off? I I, I have to ask that question. Got it. You got it. Okay. Listen, Sonny's not stupid. He knows where success is. Why do I get sure to tell you this? People sure want to be part of the empire. You okay. think he's the only one asking? Oh my gosh, I, I don't. Listen, Renee, I don't, don't act like you don't want to be a part of this. I was just about to say that. I'm pretty sure I got an email last night from him asking a little bit of some something about the empire. I'm pretty sure he said, "Is there who? is there who? Um, any from openings who? as of late?" I'm just asking for a friend. From friend. who? From who? You, definitely Renee. Oh well, Renee, is this true? Did you send the empire an email and say you wanted to be a part of the empire? Uh absolutely not. Uh, I am a man of high moral and integrity, and the accusation alone is highly offensive, and I'm going to be contacting my representation. I hope you guys know that. Bro, nobody represents you. Yeah. We all know you do not have the money for that. Stop that. Bro, 1-800-YourMama.com, okay? That's who represents me. Don't you be disrespecting me right now, Richards, okay? Don't be disrespecting me. Let's keep it professional here because you're absolutely – oh, wait. <laughs> okay. I have a message. I have a message here that I think you guys will both find extremely interesting. We discussed this gentleman a little bit earlier, and I can't wait to see how your guys' coochies dry up when you see this message. That's right. You heard what I said. When your coochies dry up. Remington, that's yeah, that's right. That's right. Remington Roar wants to know if he needs to come back to Kansas and whoop that ass. How you feeling There's about that, Ray? Are you sure? Because he made invented that first UUCW show that you were on. Okay, let, easy. Easy. Exactly. Richards? Um, Ray, Ray Leone? Next question. Hmm. Next question. Are you scared? No. no, no. I, mm. Hey, let's keep on going with this interview. We got stuff to do. Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Let, let's continue the interview, and, and, and we're going to, again, we're going to try to keep it professional. We're going to keep it respectful. And by the way, everybody who's been tuning in throughout the duration of the show, I can't thank you guys enough. You guys are absolutely on fire. We've had 15 to 20 live, and I know we always kill it on the replay, but thank you guys, the members of the Wrestle Talk family, okay? And, and Ray Leone, I, I will admit, Ray Leone is bringing the people to the show. So, I mean, he, 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 I begrudgingly give him credit that he said he said he was going to do that. So, he did. You did bring the ratings, even though we had 20 when Copeland was on, but that, that's fine. That's neither here nor there. Well, well I want to say something real quick. Tyler, I was gonna put you over, and then you want your dad to come here and talk a bunch of smack. I was gonna, I was gonna send that kid a contract. Now he's gonna be poor for the rest of his life. So there you go, there you go, Tyler. Blame your dad. Wait, wait, you were you? Wait, wait, who, who is Tyler? Who is Tyler Copeland's dad? Not Tyler, Tyler Copeland's dad. It was Tyler, Tyler Ace. Ace. Pay Tyler attention, Rodell. <laughs> Wow. Okay, let, let's take it easy. Let's take it easy. Okay, so this is the moment in the show where, where we kind of um kind of pull it all back here and, and I ask a very, very sincere and direct question. So I, I'm I'm talking to I'm talking to the guys whose name starts with C here. Okay. Um Ray, 
the pro wrestling world is is a difficult business to be in. Uh, I know it even as a podcaster and, and a commentator. Rodell knows it as a ring announcer and a referee back in the day. Um, what's that balance like for you? Balancing the stuff that you do outside of professional wrestling, your family. I know you're a guy that that family is first in your book, and, and this is this is all bets off, 100% transparent here. How do you? How do you find that balance? I'm always intrigued. I've, I've asked Tracy Smothers this question. I've asked Savio Vega this question. I had Ted DiBiase this question. And I think it's always interesting to get a genuine answer. How is it that you find that balance? Because wrestling, the re- let Ric Flair tell it on his fifth marriage, it can be very <laughs> taxing on the family. So how do you find a way to balance all the things that you do outside of pro wrestling, including and specifically family, and also your pro wrestling schedule? We all know you have to eat right. You got to work out every single day. So what do you? what's kind of your secret to, to keep that balance? Because I know it's something that's ever-evolving, and it can be very, very difficult on a lot of people. Um, honestly, it, it can be very difficult, and especially for my wife. Um, she's got to spend – multiple weekends by herself sometimes and that's tough on the both of us and I, I i really do not like that at all um i love being around my wife and there are a lot of times she can't come and i think what's been probably the best thing is to obviously plan for what may come you know the bookings and and being gone or what's coming up but truly i think the nitty-gritty of it is just day to day um just taking each moment I've got and not overblowing it or underselling it. Um, especially with my wife, just spending as much time as I can. And every second I can just being with her and whether it be just us hanging out or both of us just trying to improve as people. Um, I think that's been my balance. It's nothing grandiose guy. And I wish it was, but I, I, for me, just the simplicity of, of, Having a plan, but taking that plan day to day has exactly. helped me out a lot. Exactly. I think, um, and and also my faith. Sorry, just one sec, but just also having my faith on t- with me as well, um, and just being and recognizing every single day that I'm blessed with an opportunity to improve, no matter what it is, or just even be alive. So that's that. Yes. Is there is Thank there you. is there one wrestler like? that you would want to face like doesn't have to be locally. It just any, 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 anywhere it, it just throughout your dream match or one, one yeah. or two dream match. I mean, I know this is probably a cheesy podcast question, but I mean, yeah. I, I like it cause I like to hear who you said, cause everyone has said something different. So it's like, so my dream match um, at this very moment. And I hope he comes back is Kenny Omega. Um, honestly, that man in 2018 with the match that he had with the Kazucho Okada and just the way I saw his style of wrestling and just everything he, that just how he thinks of wrestling. I didn't know him before him, but watching that match and then learning about him actually brought me into the business. Like, honestly, like there was something about that man that just made me want to wrestle. I, I don't know what it was about him. I can't really put a finger on it, but that's the match I want. That match, honestly, if I could retire Kenny Omega, and I and I as offensive as that sounds, I don't mean for it to be, but I want to give him his best and last match he's ever had. That's if I have any goal 
big goals, baby. That's my biggest goal. I, 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 that is my biggest goal. And I know that it is lofty, but I, I that's what I'm aiming for. And that's the match I want. I, I mean, I, I can't blame you for, I mean, that's, that's a lofty goal. I mean, it's a lofty goal, but you, you got to have something to strive for. I mean, it, it, it right. legit. Legit, you have to have something to strive for. Because if you if you're not, then why are you even in the business for? I mean, right. And if I don't achieve, stars, it, yeah, shoot for the stars, right? If you land on right. the moon, that ain't too shabby. That old saying. Yeah, and if I don't achieve it, it, it is what it is. I'm just ha- I'm happy that I'm in the business, and I gotta always thank that man in particular, um, along with some other friends as well. But like most of the credit goes to him, and. Yeah, if I don't if I don't ever get the chance to wrestle him, that'll be all right. It'll suck, but it'll be all right. Um, but yeah, gotta have that goal, man. Like you said, if you don't have it, then why are you in the business? Exactly, I, ex- exactly. So, uh, Renee, you got anything else? You got one well, last? Thing? A- absolutely, bro. Absolutely. I mean, honestly, I, I know we went in back and forth and argued about for half this interview, but I have a lot of questions that that now that we've kind of got Ray Leon a little bit. I don't. I don't want to say tame, just just more reasonable. I feel like I want to ask this question. So this one's kind of for both of you guys. Um, and, and again, forgive me. I'm, I'm peeling back a little bit because I am really intrigued. So one of the things that immediately stuck out to me, and I think I said it to you that, that one moment that you gave me um, at that UUCW show. And, and, and Richards, this is for you as well. So you have an uncanny ability to do a couple of different things. The one thing that really stuck out to me is your ability to take punishment. Okay, and those in the pro wrestling world who we have mostly people that are in the pro wrestling world will know the term selling. Okay, if you don't understand that term, that's probably a good thing. You have an exceptional ability to do that. And I I think that it's somewhat of a lost art, but I think all the best ever are are that they're they're great. The the Ziggler's, The Rock, um, Shawn Michaels. And the list goes on and on about their ability to kind of play their role. Why is that something that you're so proficient at? Is it something you work on or is this something more instinctual? And then again, I'll kind of rephrase it for Richards. How does that make you feel when you see Ray taking that kind of punishment as a guy who's supposed to be there to kind of watch his back and make sure that he's okay? Does it make you nervous? Does it make you anxious? Because wrestling like that, unfortunately tends to shorten guys careers. So I know that's a loaded question for those of you guys. And uh, Dick, if you want to take that one first and then we'll let Mr. Leon and, and we'll go from there. So I had the, the fortune uh, of being with Ray as he went through his MMA career. Um, I got to train with him, um, be part of his fight camps. Um, unfortunately, life took a different route for me, injuries and whatnot, and I couldn't keep up. Um, but I've seen him in the cage and take blow after blow from some of the heaviest hitters and keep moving forward. Got to kill him. Um, I, I, I personally sparred with him and I, I got to the point where I thought I was, I was afraid to hurt him if I hit him too hard or put him in a choke um, that he just wouldn't tap. He, he would just go until he passed out. Um, there's no quit. I've never seen him just quit. You got to kill me, man. That and and when it comes to the art of selling, I can't, um, for professional wrestling, and we are going to fill it on your back a little bit. But I kind of take that same mentality 
in wrestling because it's always it's always been there. I mean, for seven years of my life in, in professional fighting, I found out that you truly do have to kill me to get rid of me. And thinking about that and just having that same mentality in wrestling, it's like, okay, how do I get you invested as a fan? Because, yes, unfortunately, let's break Kate Fabier. Everybody knows that wrestling is not is a show. Right. But it's choreographed. Let's call it, it it's choreographed. It's a sport, but it's a certain point. To a certain point. Exactly right, right. right. It's a it's there's 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 certain things that go on, but it nonetheless is a sport. So my job is to get you invested. So what better way to get you invested is in selling and getting you to feel some type of way. I don't care if you if you hate me, laugh at me, cheer for me, have sympathy for me. I could care less as long as I get that reaction from you. And I know with selling, which a lot of it is real, I take a lot of punishment. You should ask Billy Simmons. I'm the most hurt dude in XWE, <laughs> like ever. I, I really do take punishment out there. But I pride myself on it because people feel something. That's what I'm trying to do in professional wrestling. I got cool moves. I can I can jump. Really, I, I would say really I would say that that I would say that Justin Gray deserves honorable mention yes. in that conversation because that boy that boy puts Ooh. in the work whether he's up or he's down he shout out to the Rebel Hearts and and love to them somebody make sure you yeah. tag them in this so that they yeah. know that we we got love for them so. and my and no offense to anybody else like I'll, I'll be honest with you no offense to anybody else that I didn't mention her name but I you know like back to what I said trying to always be the best but right. i'm trying to sell better than everybody else i'm trying to get you to feel something better than everybody else i'm just wanting you to be invested i like i said do not care if you cheer cheer me boo me laugh at me i just want you to feel that's all i want so who's been your favorite opponent who's been your most favorite opponent man um it's a toss-up at this very moment between three men uh damon ace well, it, it, we'll find out here in the soon with um, this match that's coming up. But Damon Ace, um, Aaron Helms, and Chance Chance Hayne. And a lot of you don't know who Chance Hayne is, but uh, I came up with that man. Him and I trained together, you know, um, as I was training with Billy. And he was my first professional match. And that doesn't happen often. Two green kids. Um, having their first match together, but uh, that match was a ton of fun for me. Um, I would probably, yeah, I'll say Chance Hain up to this point. It was him. By the way, you're winning, you're winning fans over, guys. Uh, Aaron Lawrence, never heard of Ray Leo before. Definitely looking him up. Thank I mean, you, brother. It's, it's, it's working. That's what I'm saying, that connection. So, Chris, I I'll let you lead on this one because clearly um, we got to get back to business. Because you have a matchup coming up at UUCW, okay? And and I appreciate how transparent and honest and, and forthright you've been with us. But at the end of the day, this is business, and it is about money. So let's, let's focus back on this match at UUCW. Maybe even look back just slightly at your matchup from this past weekend. Let's talk about – and listen, I want to like you, Ray. I really do. But you throw those damn shades on, and 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 Douglas, I mean uh, Richard, starts doing his thing, and you become this despicable, easily hateable cheater. I mean, you guys cheat. I, I mean, I, hate this, I mean, you guys cheat. Okay, you cheat, 
And, and sometimes you get away with it, sometimes you don't. And, and I'm not trying to piss you off, okay? I really am not. But you do realize that you don't have to do this to be successful, bro. You could win without all these shenanigans. It's it's Richards in your rear, like the, the little angel and the little devil. Well, your devil weighs about 300 pounds, and his name is Dick Richards, okay? So you don't need it. Ray, Ray, I'm trying to get through to you, Ray. You don't need the Empire. You don't need Paz. You don't need Violencia. You don't need Gambino. You don't need Richards. Bro, I'm trying to talk some sense into you here, man. Come to the light. Stay away from the dark. You've got Seidel. You've got Vale. okay? You don't need to take shortcuts. You don't need the shenanigans to win a match like that, man. Please understand some reason here. I'm trying to help you, brother. I really am. No, you aren't. Yes, but, I am. Hold on. What was what's the old adage? If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Oh, come on, man. Oh, come bro. on, man. What why hey, I thought we were hey, hey, I thought we were hey. this close to did getting Latino him out from underneath Rick. Did he did he right did he climb that mountaintop? Did he climb the mountaintop? And who'd he beat? Who'd he beat? Be, Tell me be, when he climbed that mountaintop, who'd he beat? He's supposed to beat when he was who he's supposed to beat, okay? What is with those glasses that put you on that makes you? I don't know. No, it's Richards, bro. It's Richards in his ear. Something when you put those glasses and you have those glasses on makes you insufferable. When you have the glasses off, you are perfectly fine. Well, I don't know if it has anything to do with it. I think it's Richards in his ear. I have to ask this question. You're facing Matt Seidel. W AEW star, you're you're raised, you're you're facing King Vale, a man who has absolutely no mercy. And I get you having to come out with this ruthless aggression, but listen to reason, Leon. The people are waiting to adore you, they're waiting to fall at your feet, but instead you decide to listen to the likes of Richards, and this is what we got to deal with. A damn turtleneck in the end at the end of July. This is the nonsense. You're inside an office. Why are you wearing sunglasses? It's just it's <laughs> Richards. It's Richards, man. I, I don't. I don't even know what else. To maybe, say maybe, maybe Richards is so. Maybe, maybe, maybe Richards is so white he has to wear glasses to protect his eyes. You're no, making fun of a white no, guy, Rudell. That's a fun. There's a reason why I wear I wear sunglasses. Future's too bright. Oh my no, gosh. God, Jesus. Okay. Christ. All right. Final question about this matchup at UUCW in Wichita, Kansas. Temple Live, guys. Uh, 15 GA, VIPs, 30 bucks. Doors at five, bells at six. TempleLive.com. That's 322 East, First Street North in Wichita, Kansas. Make sure you're there. The night I will be there. Kenny Zombie Jones, the Empire will be there. Everybody's going to be there. Everybody and your mama's going to be there. Okay. But ultimately, it comes down to this. You're facing two guys that are more experienced than you, okay? And you're facing two guys that have shown their fair share of ability to rise above the challenge and also to sink about as low as you can sink because I know about everything that Chris Vale's ever done, and he's just as likely to pull the same shenanigans as you are. So my question is this. To what depth, to what lengths are you willing to go to to defeat these two men at disturbing the peace. If I, gotta go the, if I have to go the absolute lowest that I've ever been, and I'm talking low, and there are things that I wanted to do that my, I morally could not bring myself to do. But I understand that this time I may have to sink a little bit lower. And if I've got to go there, then I will. I will do what it takes okay. to win. 
because this opportunity is way too huge to pass up on. I will do what it takes. And I know that Chris Bale is going to do what he needs to do as well. That man is the lowest of the low, but that's why he's the king. And I really do think that at the end of the night, it's just going to come down to will. Who wants it more? Who's got the passion? Who really wants to win this matchup? We'll find out. I'll tell you what, it's going to be illustrious. Richards, final question for you. What are you telling this man? What are you advising him in the corner? I see you're always in his ear. You're always what what are you what are you advising him? What are you telling him? What are the 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 strategic codes that you're giving to your superstars? In this case, Ray Leon. When you're out there advising them ringside, what kind of nonsense and poison are you putting into these men's minds while they're out there? doing what they do in the squared circle. Everybody wants and needs to know. There's no secret sauce. It's all hard work. Yeah, this ain't Space Jam. I don't. I have no magic words. I'm not a magician. I'm not a wizard. Son, I'm just a troll. Way. Troll, maybe? Because uh, you know you rubbed their bellies back in the day with the crystal and you made a wish? Hey, I, you think we, I can get a match against Renee. No, 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 no. Uh, yes, no, the night out. I actually, no, 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 I actually no. like that. Chris, yeah. no, 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 that, what do you think about that? Well, Renee versus Dick Richards. I, I, will, I will be in his if, – if you get a match with him, I will be in his corner, and I will protect that man for anything for everything that he stands for. Big Sexy's out. Screw him. He's right. done. He's out. We'll, we'll find We'll find somebody. Okay. The whole oh talk podcast, all the hosts, with with maybe the exception of Sonny, because Sonny seems to have gone to the dark side. Yeah, exactly. Nope. How how did go? How did supporting Dick Douglas work out for him? That's what I want to know. Right. How'd that well, work out? Hmm, exactly. That's Dick yeah. Douglas. He ain't, he ain't with Ray Leon. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Well, that's fine. All right. Well, you know what? Enough of the jabber John and nonsense. Okay. Everybody seems to be excited. The chat is going crazy. Everyone's been talking about all night. Your main event match, what a lot of people are considering and calling a main event match. Versus First Chris main event Vail. ever. What? Chris Vale, Matt Seidel, Ray Leon. I think as much as I hate to say it, you've earned this opportunity. And I, <clears throat> I wish. Damn straight. I, I, I wish this you the best. Okay. That sounded that sounded like it was rough to say. I actually have an idea because I think I know where you're going. Because it's time for the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Oh yeah! All right, and, and, All right. and nor- normally, normally we do it with our guest, but his guest brought a. I I only thought it was a, a, like interviewing Ray. Mr. Well, Richard, don't go nowhere alone. Mr. Don't go nowhere Mr. Alone. Well, because he's scared because he, he's afraid he's going to. He's, he's, he's scared. He's afraid he's going to say something stupid. No, he's not. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have a thing Rodell, for cocky. Rodell, I have a. KWA officials are watching right now. You need to relax. Okay. Yeah, sorry, watch him sorry. sorry. How about the Night Owl takes on Mr. Richards? In the game show channel. Yeah, let's go. Bring it, baby. You don't want it. Let's do it. Hit that music.
Rodell, take it away. All right. So this is the Russell Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. It is a best two out of three falls match. I'm going to ask you three questions about a specific wrestling topic. And whenever you know the answer, you're just going to shout it out. Tonight's competitors are Mr. Richards, who represents the Empire, and the host, one of the OGs of the WTP, the Night Owl, Renee Martinez. <laughs> Let's go. So I have to know, are you do you understand the rules and are you ready to go? Yes, we're allowed to use our phones. No, but you are not is. allowed to you're not allowed to use your phones. If you do, you're disqualified. Uh, I, I, I mean, it's I, not. It's not like you haven't done anything. Probably cheating in the in in, in matches. But Renee no. cheat. Yeah, Renee cheats a lot. What are you talking about? My hands are right here, Chico. Right here. Look, right here. I'm, they're right here. Okay, I'll I'll put them Keep right them here. There. Okay. All right. So the topic tonight is WWE. Oh, this is actually kind of fitting. I didn't realize this was going to be the the WWE Hall of Fame wrestling managers. Ooh. Now hold on, Rodell. Just for clarification. You start giving the clues, and as soon as we know the answer, we shout it out, right? We don't have that, to wait for you to finish or nothing. You don't right? have to wait for me to finish the first the first person. We don't have a judge, so I'm going to have to be the judge, jury, and executioner of everything. So you're going to have to yeah. – Yeah, God knows Ray, Ray Leon wouldn't be un, wouldn't be unbiased if he was made oh. judge. So, yeah, I think it's better if it's you, Rodell. I'm nothing so, but unbiased. Yeah, right. So I'm going to give you – I'm going to talk about a specific – WWE Hall of Fame manager, when you know the answer, just shout it out. So, my question is, Renee, are you ready? Let's go, baby. I'm representing Wrestle Talk tonight, episode 405. Let's do work. Mr. Richards, Mr. Richards, are you ready? There's only the Empire. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, we. All right. Question one. This professional That's wrestling cool. manager and WWE Hall of Famer managed Matt Bourne, King Kong Bundy, Jake the Snake Roberts, the authors of Pain, Bobby the, Heenan. Oh, Paul Ellering. And, yes, that is correct. Yeah, baby, Renee. let's go. And, and yes, you can shout out several answers. You don't have you don't you don't get one choice. Well, where was the? Go ahead. Richards, was that little mouse in your brain not running yet when you uh, heard the question there, uh, Richard? I'm good at money, not trivia. Okay, all right, fine. Next question. Question two. This professional wrestling manager and WWF Hall of Famer, known for pinning rubber bands on his face, managed such professional tag teams as the U.S. Express, the Valiant Brothers, the Executioners, Mr. Fuji and Saito, the Blackjacks, the Wild Samoans. Name him. Uh, Jim Cornette? No. He's also known for being in a Cindy Lauper video. Girls just wanna have fun. Is that, is that the same song or is that the yes? Rock? You, 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 yeah, I'm sorry. Cindy Lauper video. Uh, okay, manage Mr. Fuji was run also it, run it back again. Who, who did he manage again? He, he managed, he managed the U.S. Express, Mike Rotundo and Barry Windham, the Valiant Brothers, the Executioners, Fuji and Saito, the Blackjacks, and the Wild Samoans. He was part. He was part of the uh, uh, the MTV special. He was also a, a character on Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. Iron Sheik? No. Uh, Jimmy Hart. Doubtful, but still. No. 
Next question. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, God, it's Captain Lou Albano. Oh, Lou Albano. Oh, Lou Albano. Well, where are you? Where were you five seconds ago, Adam Pena? Come on, man. Where were you, bro? You should have just sent it to me. I mean, why didn't you message me that? No, no. You're lucky I have an alternate question. I, I hope I don't have to reach out to Luke for a second alternate question. I can I can hear the cash app. I heard the cash app thing go off in your phone, Rodell. Please don't tell me you're starting to go over to the dark side of the empire, okay? No, I'm not going over to the I heard dark your side. cash app notification, dog. I heard I, it. I, I mean I could use some money, but anyway. Um this professional rest question three. Everyone sells out. <laughs> Everyone has a price. Uh <laughs> This professional wrestling manager and WWE Hall of Famer man is ravishing Rick Rude, The Missing Link, Steve Austin, Vader, Teddy Biasi. Teddy Biasi. No. Mankind, Kane, and The Undertaker. Colbert. That is correct. Was that Damn it. was that was that Mr. Richards? Oh no. Oh no, Renee. You you know relax. You know if you don't get it's this It's the night owl. Read my see the thing down here it says the night owl. Stop calling me Renee. That's if what my mama calls. If you me. if you don't get this question, you're not going to make it out of UUCW. I mean, um uh, Well, I have security assigned to me by Mr. Adam Pena and Mr. Steven Enzo, so I think I'll be okay. So, all right. Here's the alternate question. This professional wrestling manager and WWE Hall of Famer managed adorable Adrian Adonis, Dino Bravo, Earthquake, Greg the Hammer Valentine, Bret Hart, the Mountie, Jim Neidhart. That is Jimmy Hart is correct. (laughs) Got Got (laughs) it. Man, the Empire, the Empire is the winner. Do we have, we have, we have, we have a, we have a celebration song, Renee. I know you're in charge of the sound, so you got to hit it. You have to hit it. Never drew a dime. Not a dime. Not a dime. Never drew a dime. That is not. Okay, I'm sorry. Wrong button. Wrong button. There it is. Finger slip. Sorry, Renee. Rodell, what the hell are you doing? You're what? going to the Empire. You're going to the dark side, man. What is what is wrong with you? Why are you doing this? Have you ever noticed that I do that every time, uh, even if I'm a part no, of the, the no, game No, no, I never challenge? noticed that. You're lying, okay? No! No! Uh, you're lying, okay? But it's fine. It's fine. The Empire sways many, okay? So, so Empire, Empire, how much trouble are you going to give Renee for losing this uh, game show challenge on, on the, uh... Oh, he's going to hear about it for a year at least. Yeah. At least. By the way, I want to send this out to Luke Skywalker Roberts. Can you please create some questions that happened within the last 50 years? Yeah. Captain that was Lou Albano, are you serious, bro? Yeah. Who's Come on, bro. I was born in 1984. Are you old bastard? I knew I was born in seventy. I was born in nineteen ninety-two. So you're all lying. You're all lying. So so store loser. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) 
So I'm not mad about that. I'm the I'm mad about the fact that you're turning my co-host into a freaking empire crony. Okay, now you know me better than that. I don't like pretentious people. I don't like entitled people. I don't like people that think they should be on top when they really aren't on top. Um, I, I don't like those kind of people in the wrestling business because I have had to deal with them all my all my career. So I'm not a, I'm a fan of Ray Leone. I'm just not a fan of his attitude huh. because, because he's so you're a fan because he's pretentious. He thinks yeah. he, he, he thinks, he thinks everything is, is it should be sent to him on a silver platter. Yeah. That, that, well, that, you know what? That, as long as you're I buying mean, their you merch, look, they don't care. If you're buying you their merch, they don't care. And look like me. I mean, come on. Okay. Enough of this. Okay. Enough. Okay. Your ego, bro. It's, it's officially, uh, met capacity. The fire I'm marshal has showed up. The fire marshal is here. The fire marshal says you're over capacity with your ego. So we'll let Mr. Richards handle this because I know that's what he's here for. Mr. Richards, what do we mind. need to know about this upcoming August 13th concerning UUCW? Please drop the information for us. August 13th, UUCW at Temple Live here in Wichita. Come out. There's already some great matches announced. Um, the best being Ray Leon taking on Matt Seidel and King Vale. We all know how it's going to go, but you should come out anyways, just to make for sure. My, my money's on Matt Seidel. Anyway. Um... <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Well, uh, Rich Richards. Okay. Take it easy, Leon. Listen, everybody has their entitled their opinion. That's what the Wrestle Talk podcast is all about. I will... that, that match makes me want to drive to Kansas, to Wichita to see this match and see Ray, Le- Ray, Ray Leon. I'm in, I'm in St. Louis. I owe you a beer. A beer? For what? Oh, for showing nothing. up, for showing up. Yeah, for showing take up. that beer, Rodell. You better take that beer. I don't know about you, Missourians, but in Kansas, if someone offers you a beer, that's oh. like that's like someone extends a hand. Okay, okay. I will, I will take, I will take a beer. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm, I might boo a little. I might bring a Ray Leon suck sign. I'm not so sure, but I mean, all right. As long as you pay me my money. Okay. Well, you know what. I think we had it about enough of this ripoff uh, freaking transporter and uh, Paul Blart mall cop. Thank you guys for being here. I appreciate you guys being here. It's always fun. The Empire, blah, blah, blah. Joey Gambino, blah, blah, blah. Valencia and Plaza, blah, blah, blah. Appreciate it. Uh, I want to rematch Richards. I'm letting you know right now the night owl is unrelenting, and I don't care how much Rusty Rex and Chance Kerrigan and the rest of those guys – Kiss your guys' ass. The Night Owl is always going to keep it a buck. Porque así es como se habla la pinche raza, cabrones. Vaya I don't understand a word you just said. Hey, the, the people that need to understand, they understand what I just said. Thank you, illustrious one. Thank you, Mr. Richards. Appreciate your representation good, and your good, time. Good luck, good luck on the 13th. Oh. See you guys on Saturday. Yeah, uh, unfortunately. Good night, gentlemen. Only the Empire. Only. Oh, enough. 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 If they don't pay me the money, I don't I'm Checks in the mail. Are they well, always? Are they always like that, bro? I listen. I can't understand what was going on with you in, in these in certain parts of this interview. For a moment there, I thought they were kind of turning you to the dark side. Rodale. I was a little. I was a little roller coaster on this. Hey, can one. I tell? Can I tell you a secret? What? I'm just like you, bro. I want to like Ray Leon. He's talented. The dude looks like a million bucks. He can talk. You know, you Richard, know dude, I want to like him, but but you know what, bro? I don't. I, I listen. I got a son to raise. I don't like cheaters. I like people that cut corners, bro. He doesn't need any of that. But Ray Leon is dead set on being first, bro. He's like he's like Sasuke, right? I don't know if you know anything about Sasuke. 
He's going to do whatever it takes to get where he needs to go. Be damn the rules, be damn moral standards. And, and to a certain extent, I can kind of respect that. But man, I, I just, he's just such tell, an evil son tell, of a bitch. Tell me he doesn't really resemble Scorpio Sky. Bro, this dude, and listen, and I, I'm a Scorpio Sky guy, but Ray Leon, as far as charisma goes, I, I don't think Scorpio's touching Ray Leon. And and I, please, we're going to cut this from the tape, okay? We're going to cut the <laughs> Yeah, because we're trying to book Scorpio Sky, so we don't want to. Yeah, we, I know. Well, well, here's, at the end of the day, it, well, here's what it comes down to. If you can get it done once, not only when you're in the ring, if you can get it done once you go past that curtain, Rodell, you're going to have my respect. Now, I'm not going to tell you that to your face. I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to say that to Ray Leon because his ego doesn't need any assistance. But if you can get it done once you come through that 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 curtain, you're going to have my respect no matter what. Even if I don't like how you go about your business and how you know you you handle the fans and how you treat the commentators and the ring announcers and the referees, because it ain't just me they mess with Rodell. It's guys like you, the ring announcer, guys like Joe Lance, the 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 referee, and so on. Uh, like Sonny, but apparently Sonny now is there in their back pocket, so I'm sure they're going to be you know offering him shrimp and wine next time he shows up to the show, non-alcoholic wine. To be clear, right? I mean, yeah, I, I, probably co- maybe a co- maybe a coffee. I mean, you know, he's, more he, coffee for Sunny Money. We don't know. Sunny does not need any more. Exactly. Coffee. Which, by the way, guys, go out and grab your Wrestle Talk po- podcast tumblers. Uh, I don't have my tumbler with me because I decided to go with a cold beverage this evening. But just the same, if I would have had the opportunity to drink something cold or hot, I could have very easily put it in the Wrestle Talk podcast tumbler created for us exclusively by little popeye design so shout out to little popeye shout out to rathbun engraving man this again rodell 17.5 percent better every single time that i put something in this cup that's how much better it tastes so i'll let you go ahead and take this last one brother we got to make sure we shout out the sponsors before we get out of here Uh, our sponsors are royal mills transportation the ceo dewan mills uh rathbun engraving just get that Russell Talk podcast mug, $20. 25 is it 25 if it's uh engraved, I believe. No Correct. Man's Barber Marber Lounge in KC, Missouri. Pete the Barber, King Kate Arcade at Oak Park Mall, everything combat with uh with Jay Hollywood and Pat Militic, Interstate 70 Sports Media with the Maestro Jeremy Carp, and the one and only Russell, the only one the, the world famous FWWC and Painter's Dream Productions with Big Daddy P. Big Daddy P. No doubt about it. Shout out to Big Daddy P. Shout out to Adam Pena. Shout out to Tyler Copeland. Shout out to all the members of the FWWC that effing killed it for FWWC SummerSlam. Uh, Mega ultra shout out to Madman Joe and Bishop, uh, one of our opponents, uh, myself as El Mata, and of course, uh, Lawman Luke Justice as Lawman Luke Justice in the group. Um, you guys did an absolutely outstanding job. I, I wanted to have Dewan on today, but he had a previous engagement. So I just want to let you guys know that the FWWC is always a super important part of everything that we do here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. So thank you guys, and, and do, thank you for they, being an amazing and, partner. And, by and, the way. and they do, and they, they do. The FWC does their own podcast. It's on Thursdays, correct? Every Thursday, seven thirty, except for this week. The FWC is on break. A lot of work went into this last pay per view, so we probably back. Des- you deserve it. So yeah, no, especially Dewan, man, he's working his ass off. So don't do you have an announcement? I thought you had an announcement to make at the end. Of I the show. do. For those that decided to hang till the end of the show, you are going to be rewarded. By the way, guys, please share this broadcast all 
over social media. Every wrestling group you're in, hit that share button. Tell the admin, hey, this is a great show. Don't ban it. Don't block it. Don't delete it. Wrestle Talk Podcast is where it's at. The final announcement of the evening, even though I'm a little salty about losing the game show challenge, is this. Ladies and gentlemen, next week for episode 406 of the Wrestle Talk Podcast, we are bringing in the one, the only, the man who took the greatest RKO of all time. Also, former WWE superstar, current AEW superstar. That's right, my friends. We are having the one and only Matt Seidel join us on the show officially next week, courtesy of our friends over at UUCW. Shout out Enzo. Shout out Pena. It wasn't for you guys. This would not be happening. This is an interview come true, a dream come true for all of us. And you can bet your ass the night I will be here next week to participate in that interview one way or another because hot dang. I've Damn. been wanting to get Mike. Matt, we've had Mike Seidel on a few times. Never had Matt Seidel on. So let I've me tell you something. I've interviewed man. Matt Seidel on a, 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 another radio show that I was on. I was co- I was I was guest co-hosting. I I guess co- I I used to be a guest co-host for a lot of radio shows. You locked out. You lucked out that night, didn't you? I, I did because we, he was supposed to be in town. He had some travel issues; they couldn't make it in town. But he was a great interview. Um, I can I can shoot you some information about his uh, beginnings here in the St. Louis area because uh, he's he's big in the St. Louis area. He's yeah. he used to he used to be a. a a listener of the uh, Stranglehold, the Stranglehold radio show. There used to be a there used to be a show in St. Louis on AM radio, the Stranglehold with Brian Stahl, that was big and was was a wrestling was a wrestling show, and he was a big listener into that. So he'll he'll, he'll have memories of that. No so that about I don't know. I may I may I may join you next week. Well, I imagine the avail the availability of the host for next week is going to be rather high. <laughs> I imagine that's going to be the case. With that said, ladies and gentlemen, I am the Night Owl, Renee Martinez. He is DJ Big Sexy STL Chris Rodell. It was an honor and a pleasure to serve tonight with you, sir. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. I apologize for the te- technical issues at the beginning, but we don't ever let that stop us, man. It's about the content and the conversation. Remember, it's about the content and the conversation because here on the Wrestle Talk podcast, baby, it's hashtag Let's Talk Wrestling all effing day we're gonna leave y'all with the intro since we couldn't play it at the beginning dj big sexy have a good night brother it was good talking to you man i'm I'm glad you're back man i mean peace i'm glad to be back baby i had to take care of the family but the night owl is flying once again we will catch you guys very very soon good evening right, wrestling fans and welcome to the wrestle talk podcast for the next two hours we will bring you the latest pro wrestling news in-depth analysis of all your favorite promotions from across the globe and much much more we will also bring you exclusive interviews with the greatest professional wrestling personalities on the local national and international levels if you want to follow the Wrestle Talk podcast, check us out online at www.wrestletalkpodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. And now, it's time for the reigning, defending, undisputed leader in pro wrestling podcast, the Wrestle Talk Podcast.